I'm trying to catch up. I've, Wait, da- I've downloaded every show. Will you knock it out, bro? That I that I haven't been to, and I'm I'm trying to catch up on all my missed shows. Don't do it. I, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about going back on Tuesday, man, to Deer Creek. How ironic, you know? We haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. How ironic is it that I'm thinking about going back to a place called Deer Creek? After Dear the, God, <laughs> after the fucking saga that I was through. Going to the dead show last week in Pittsburgh. Save it. We got to talk about your fucking deer fiasco. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So you want you want to, you don't want to do any t- small talk before the intro? No. no. We have such a good guest today. I feel Thank like he, I feel like we got <laughs> another person here that knows the theme, and I don't need to give them a run around like it's the pool. You know yeah. what I mean? Run, run get, get, You always got to give a rundown. You know what you're doing, right? I got it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what he's doing. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the it. Snacks the snacks of life. The snacks of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the, the snacks, snacks of life. The snacks of life. When the world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Snacks of Life podcast with comedian Mike Guido and the Snack Man. Our special guest tonight is LP owner uh, Owen LP. <laughs> <laughs> the LP is artisanal, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout right. out artisanal. Okay. I, 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 ran, I ran out of juice mentally, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm just going, I'm calling them Owen LP. Also, shout out our sponsors, canamatch.ca. Everybody, you can find me on canamatch.ca. No joke, Reitz. Catamatch.ca, are you looking for somebody to get high with? <laughs> well, maybe if it was 2018. No, what's the thing? Where were you? <laughs> <sighs> Last active. All right, let's. All right, let's get oh, into this. Geez. Let's get Reitz. into this. Let's get into this. Oh man, we. It feels like we've been away for forever, Reitz. Yeah, but it's only because last week you hit a fucking deer. <sighs> the man hit a deer, and, I, <sighs> and he was still like, "Should we record a podcast?" I was like, "No, bro, take a week off. We'll be back next week. We'll be back with ONLP." So we last week we had Emily from Comeback Snacks. Unbelievable guest, unbelievable story, and somehow better snacks than it all. That's the craziest part is, is that like you're hesitant to have somebody on the show that has a product. No offense, Mr. LP. Um, <laughs> we can just call him Mr. LP now because you gave him that last name. Um, Senior Admiral and, and, LP. And like, you know, <laughs> Emily was a pretty girl. So it'd be hard to be like, hey, pretty girl. Your Who's snacks, your, the sna- snack, oh, popcorn yeah, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, it'd be hard to be like, your snacks suck. So it was really refreshing that they were. Not me, bro. I got a lot of uh, pent-up trauma from my teenage years. I can't wait to tell uh, pretty ladies off. I'm like, yeah, lady, your snacks suck. You suck. Like Bobby K yeah, in his yeah. stand-up? Yeah, that's right. Like, I just pent-up uh, trauma from my teenage Why wouldn't they hug me? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Shout out, Bo- was- shout out Bobby K. Shout out Bobby K. Shout out the Rat Pack Snack Pack. And shout out uh, Ms. O'Brien. Absolute unbelievable entrepreneur um just such a great story last week and then after that podcast you go on you hit a deer no actually i'd hit the deer two days before oh and i alluded to it but then we got sidetracked because that was a crazy guest and if you didn't watch or listen to that episode i suggest you go back because international drug rings and everything and then amazing snacks she was smuggling drugs (laughs) cocaine um so yeah i uh hey where's our fucking ashtray sent by a lumberjack he, ain't, he didn't bring them yet. LazyLumberjack.ca. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So let's cut to our guest because we got to introduce him right now. We you can't go more than three minutes without introducing your guest. Our guest today, because I got called a hater. Wow, Snackman gets called a hater online and goes right after the gullet. He's like, saying, yeah, I'm a hater. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. Well, the, people were saying I hate on legal weed, and it, and I think that I was. I don't think what I was saying was controversial. Is he? Are you smoking legal weed in that blunt right now? Yes. Wow, the haters. The haters are shuddering. <laughs> oh my. My phone sound is on. What an amateur. The haters. <laughs> the haters are back. It's like, probably what? an important call you're going to ignore anyway. So, <laughs> is that, Yo, my agent gave me shit the other day. Did they? <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey. D- did he do it through Carrier Pigeon? Or how did he contact you? He to finally gets a hold of me after three days. And he goes, you can be hard for, every- you can be hard for other people. But you're not going to be hard for me to get a hold of. And I was like, all right. Jesus Christ. He's like, what if I had business? I was like, do you? He's like, yeah. And then it wasn't really, it was, you know. It was a fluff? No, no, it was a good, it was good. It was, it was just, good, for, okay. just for laughs, lots to fuck around, but yeah, all right. Anyway, so uh, like so your the agent. Haters, the haters are fluttering. I mean, this guy went so far after the haters said that he hates on LP Weed to bring in. Well, I think that my hate was getting misplaced. I thought that it was like getting misplaced, so I brought in Owen from Artisanal, who's an LP. His- LP owner, right? You're part owner of some yep. sort of co-owner, co-owner, CTO, master grower, master yeah, grower. Yeah. This guy brought in a, a master grower. And we're going to have a conversation about the legal system because I think that my hate was getting misplaced when I'm talking about the black market, which some people like to call the gray market. But I think at this point, the gray market has gone black, back in black. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I think that the way that this thing is working is... We know somebody who was in the gray market who seems to go have gone black, and then now they're almost... Pitch, wa- pitch black pitch like the black. Mountain Dew. Pitch black. Even his closest confidants are like, I don't know, bro. Nobody knows. And you know what that is? That's going back to the lab. You ever hear about people who just go back to the lab? They're like, you know what? I'm going to fucking get this shit down. I'm not going to fuck around. Brian Wilson, bro. This guy's gone missing. So... <laughs> Uh, I think that it was getting misplaced when I was talking about like the prices of weed. You can get quality, but you have to pay more than you would in the black market for something similar. And I think that it's only fair that if I'm going to grandstand and talk about this stuff, that I get the perspective of somebody on the other side and let them talk about it and, and confirm some of my suspicions. Because one of the things I didn't get out is, is I feel like it's not the LP's fault. There's certain then? LPs that are fucking around. Let's get that out. Who's your hate towards? And if it ain't the LP, I, I think it's the government getting in the way, Damn. especially in Ontario. They're double dipping. And in the old model of black market, there was, there was a grower, there was maybe a wholesaler and there was a retailer, but there wasn't multiple different hands and there wasn't the regulations and all of these different taxes and stuff. You go buy a $40 gram of hash rosin, which I smoked. I posted the legal hash rosin. It was okay. It was good. Is it more expensive than it would have been in the black market? Of course. But it's forty-five twenty. So the government's getting their 13% in, on, on the consumer side. And I feel like it's only, pro, it's only right for us to have the representation from the grower on the other side. Because the consumer chain is end user me, guy that's growing the weed there. So the only way to clear up the murk in the middle is to get both sides of the story. Fair? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair? Fair. I know. I agree, man. 
No way. So I want a government official in here. <laughs> yeah, that's the next one. That's the where's next our one. where's our local government official? <laughs> I just Jerry Springer this. Well, you're not gonna believe this. We have Idaho is coming. Oh, who's trashing me? So tell us a little bit about who you are, who your company is, why you did it, and uh, and then we'll get into the government stuff. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Owen. Okay, so. Um, been growing for about 14 years now. Started when I was 17, 31 now. Nice. I hope the math checks out there. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Um, Better than Glenn Wells' math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, did the closet grow thing, a lot of forms, all that kind of stuff. Uh, really young. Um, then was in, got into cooking. That was kind of my... That's where I went into life at first. Because cannabis wasn't legal and it wasn't an avenue for you at that time. Exactly. So Fair. that's kind of what I did. I did a lot of edibles kind of stuff in the black market. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, did a lot of that kind of stuff. And that's then, how long you guys have known each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About since 2017, I think. Yeah, yeah, probably 2017, 2016 Shut in that area. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. This is sick. That just added a whole. That just added a whole layer to this. Yeah, whole yeah. Hey man, you come on! Like, wow, you guys are homies. So now this, th I'm, I'm gonna try to get this as heated as possible. <laughs> I'm like, oh y'all are homies. Well, tell them what you really think. <laughs> nah, man. Everybody knows that I say what I think right up. It's not like Thanks. that. No, I'm just playing. Okay, I'm. I'm just. I love. I don't know. I just. I love the idea that you guys are friends. So and, you're and on the opposite sides of this. You you were somebody that came up in the system. You came up in the culture, you remember Prohibition, and you decided to take your swing at starting an LP. How long after did you jump into it? Like, did you get in right at the beginning, or did you kind of stay back and wait and see what happened before you decided to, to go into it? So I played, I, I don't know, I feel like I played both sides of the coin to some degree. Of course. Right? So 2015, I was done with the cooking bullshit. I was running a kitchen downtown. Like doing all this kind of shit, they weren't paying me enough. You know, you know the old story. The yeah. Classic, dude. yeah, 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 yeah. So it was done classic with that. origin story of I'm gonna start my own shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and I hear so you. it was. Just, I mean, that's not even where it started, but I was just seeing cannabis kind of getting legalized, and you know, yeah, medical, gravitating towards that. Medical was a thing, so I was like, okay, like let me let me jump in. You know, I've been growing a little bit. Let me. You know, right? Was, and then there was a trimming position for a company called Bedrican. Cool. I don't know if you remember those yeah. guys. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Years before legalization. Yeah, yeah. So, so you started off trimming. Started off trimming. Where were these guys located? Uh, they were in Scarborough. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so did that for a bit, a year. How was the quality of weed 2015 medical, bro? So this is the weirdest thing about Bedrican. I feel like even still, they are like the pinnacle of like how an LP should be run. Okay. Yeah. So they were doing it 20 years ago or probably even longer now, but 20 years ago at the time. Right. Uh, in the Netherlands. And they were the only guys who were able to sell medical marijuana. They were the only guys. And they had the original Jack Herrera. Right. So cool. great strain. And they grew it really well there. They just had it dialed in 20 years. It was amazing. They had yeah. a couple other strains. I won't get into that. It was more for the medical purposes, they were very medical driven. They were not growing this to be fire per se, but right. it was just, you know, the, that was probably one of the best sativas though still to this day, I would say. For sure. So when these guys grow their weed, they're not thinking terpene compound, like they're just not thinking about terps or the smoking aspect of it. They're thinking about the medical is what you're saying. At the time, yeah, when I was with them and they didn't do, you know, any, at the, and again, at the time, flushing tech, I mean, we can get into that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, 
it was a little different at the time and they were really they grew their weed off the basis of oh yeah no one should be smoking it they should be vaping it because it's medical right which is kind of ignorant in itself i mean we can I, that's I'm insane sure, yeah. i'm sure you guys can agree but yeah yeah so stuff didn't burn that well tweed came in and bought them okay then my job kind of disappeared there at the time i was actually in packaging right and i was like okay hey, fuck this went to the black market started selling mango juice i don't know if you remember those okay I was po- popping those out um doing what's a mango of juice I, I did a medicated mango juice for a bit wow yeah yeah yeah. it was all it was all right like it paid the bills at the time you know <laughs> like, yeah so i did that for like six months and then um got called from somebody who kind of moved on from bedrican to another place uh it was called terrasen yeah, yeah so yeah. i helped them do the startup um helped them build the grow out um they had another head grow there at the time uh, shout out Darren Sarniak. Okay. Why not? Darren Sarniak. <laughs> hey, man, if, if he's a good guy, you can shout him out. Yo, I love the random shout out, man. Yeah, yeah. Darren no, Sarniak. No, there's going to be a bunch. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to give a bunch of shout outs to people. These are these are very underground people, so it's it's cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So um, he he dipped out. He kind of had enough. And then. So you're working as an advisor at this time or just uh, kind of Like a grower, but like I'm, I'm, I'm hired by the company. Yeah. But a grower, um, but also kind of like. I didn't really have a title. It was kind of just helping them start up wherever they needed help. I kind yeah, of did because I kind of knew a bunch of stuff from Bedrican, so I kind of took that IP. A Jack me. Herrera of all trades. That's fucking huge. Yeah, no, that was that was really cool to work with them and see how, and that's honestly how I'm trying to frame my LP as well. Like you know, we, I mean, we'll get into that, but right. Um, but you took you took the education that you got from them and decided to apply it to your own thing exactly so i did the terracin thing for a while um the old head grower left i took and took his place did right. that for a year right was sick of growing shishka berry if you right. don't know if you remember that strain yeah wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so did enough shishka berry why was that so popular because it was easy to grow <coughs> easy to grow e- easy right? and forgiving and it cuts you can cut it at eight weeks so yeah. they, the you know investors love that right? well and that's Eight what weeks, and that's what know. i was talking to you earlier about mike like when we talk about you get cannabis in in mexico and you get like this black looking sativa and it floors you it looks like shit tastes kind of crappy like it was fucking cured underground or something <laughs> but it floors the fuck out of you and it's because it's a 16 week mature sativa yeah, that yeah. you're getting down there with seeds and stems and whatever because they don't have to rush it exactly. where the north american standard is like bro for years and years and years they were pushing out m39 big bud you know everybody knows the slightly racist name for that weed that was out and it was getting co- called at six <laughs> at six weeks right yeah exactly like, you know because it looked great even though the the, the it wasn't there. There was no p- potency to it, but it was like the first mass hydro. Yeah. yeah. Oh you know? man, sure. was it called Freeze Line? Freeze Line is at M thirty nine, but yeah, that that yeah. I remember that, dude. Wow, that's a great era in in underground weed. The uh, the slightly racist name. It just clicked in my head because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was about to say. It. I was like, oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how far we've come in a society that you can't say that anymore. Yeah, like if it, I told it, and I didn't even think of it until now. It just came to me. I'm like, oh yeah, that was what we used. To yeah, call it. everybody called it that. Yeah, like nonchalant all the time. So sh- what, bro? What? Right? No one even thought about it. I, right now, I'm like, yeah, I haven't heard someone really openly say that in a long time. It's because it doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> bro. Because it's all dank. 
Yeah. So the concept of but, said bud is... But that bud, if you left that bud go eight, eight and a half weeks, it was good bud. Well, it just bro, always get called. Freeze line would fuck me up. Also doing very good outdoor. Wrecked. Bro, freeze line was fucked, man. Dark green, fucking weird, sticky, crystally weed. Your boys would chop it at $10 a half Q. You'd be so fucking happy. <laughs> and they'd look at you like, good luck. And you'd be like, why are you breaking it up, rolling it? Anything to do with actual weed. This weed was awful. Yeah. But once you smoked it and you were sitting there with your boys. Be, that was Damn. the old Quebec outdoor, man. Yeah, that was biker weed. That yeah, was, that was uh, Quebec outdoor. Uh, you know, that was that weed. Yeah. Anyway, back to it. So it's like we're framing it. We're like 2016 now. We're 27. No, 2018, I would say. 2018. At this time. So weed becomes legal. And correct me if I'm wrong, the first subs, the first set of LPs, a lot of them weren't growers. They were just like marketing companies and that bought companies. from yeah. Tweed, bought from TerraSend, bought from all these different companies that had medical establishments, previous era of cannabis in Canada. And they just marketed it under different names. Like, they just were doing basically what everyone else was doing, was repacking. The the Haven Street, Blueberry. Yeah. That was Shishkaberry. Yeah. (laughs) Bro, everybody had a Shishkaberry week one of of legalization. But that's why they renamed it, right? Because everybody had had, Yeah, they were like, shit, like, there's like 15 of us who have the same thing. Yeah, and that's why you get all these weird... And that's still going on today. Yeah, yeah, but marketing is really bad with these weed things. I, I, I reviewed a bunch <clears> of <throat> them. The names. Kaka. And there's, I'll, we can talk about that too. There's a reason why people do it. I'm even, a, I'm even like subject to doing it. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Okay, what? we'll explain All it. All right, grill up, grill up. That's no, what I want to know because I hear people <laughs> say like, oh, this, this LP has the best weed. And then I read their packaging and they don't grow their weed. So, like, how the fuck can you claim that you you have the best weed as an LP legal producer? They need to change it. They need to have legal producers that are actually fucking producing the weed. And they have left that stuff like... LM legal hey, is marketer legal, is it legal producer or licensed licensed, licensed. all right but but thank God bro it's, it's, it doesn't it doesn't I don't think it changes the I was like, I was it doesn't change your point I think I think it makes us, I think you hey. yeah so like so that. why is this so is it because people can't themselves produce enough to maintain the brand for the entire year or something why is it that they're okay hit me with it I, I want okay. the facts bro okay, that's why okay, you're here okay so the name change thing is because again we can point fingers at the government um OCS, for example, so you they do the call every quarter, right? They have a product call uh, every quarter. That's how these LPs get their weed in. So every quarter, all these LPs are throwing in, you know, three times a half gram, whatever, you know, and right. then, you know, uh, a quarter. You of send this, your skews. Your skews, exactly. So okay. the more skews you get, the be- you can put in, the better. The thing is with the OCS is, for example, you put in um, a master kush. Right. Well, the OCS says we already have 10 Master Kush SKUs. We don't need another one. Right. You could have the most fire Master Kush ever. It could be testing great, whatever. That's not the point. Unless, and, and also, it, it has to do a lot with brand recognition as well. So if you don't have a strong brand behind you and all that marketing push to really... They're not going to let you put out a Gelato 41 because somebody else has already put one exactly, out. Exactly. And they're like, you're not riding that coattail. But if you want to you know, play, then you call it something you know, interesting. And again, like... Cuban links. Whatever, exactly. So you can okay. have your names and stuff like that, but I think it's important if you're doing that 
be transparent about it. So that's fine. Like I'm fine with it, but if I can, I should be e- e- easily able to find out what strain that actually is. Right. Yeah. It shouldn't. So be, it is there any? It, it shouldn't be a mystery. Is there any regulations on what you can call a strain? Because I'm seeing like they're talking about how we can't have flavored blunt wraps. We can't have flavored papers, but we have 37 different flavors of fucking vodka. And we've got sherbet, gelato, cookie cake, and all of these mostly baked and ice creams for some reason. Sugar. Sugar strains in the market. But, like, I thought the whole idea was not to appeal to kids. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, that's an interesting take, actually. Um, but, no, I agree. Um, so do they give you regulations? Like, can you call it fucking, you know, as long as you don't infringe on somebody else's intellectual property, you can name it whatever the hell you want? Well, there's, you know, you haven't seen a God's vagina, have you? Remember that strain? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> or a green crack. Or so a you green have to crack s- God. You, you can't do anything weird like that. They'll, or, they'll, they'll reject that. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, like. It's like I, license plates. I wanted to go full provocative. Like, I, yeah. like and I mean. Yeah, I, like the pussy you, chips. Did you pass him that blunt? Yeah, 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 and then I bogarted the rest of it. I was like, yo, man, I smoked. I brought, I brought that shit for you guys. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I smoked smoke like away. three of those. This guy's a stoner, bro. No, that's good. That's good. Smoke. So that that's one of the questions that I have is, you know, they they make you submit it, and they they're basically they're allowing certain names and not other names. That's fucked up. So that does get to my point. The government is is double dipping on this whole system in Ontario, at least. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've heard about all that, the whole percentage thing. and they No, this is why you're here. Okay, so um, at the current moment, it's about, for the OCS, about a 50% markup, I believe. So if I see a, a gram of hash rosin at $40 in a store on a retail level, because I'm the retail co- uh, person. Before or after tax? That's before tax. Okay. So the government's getting 13% on there there's a split provincial federal on the sale of the marijuana 13 percent, boom 13 points the ocs is selling that to the dispensary and they're paying you so the dispensary is buying it who knows 30 bucks maybe the dispensary is making 10 bucks maybe they're making 15 bucks but you're saying that that gram of hash rosin in theory is getting like 15 dollars to the producer 15 to the ocs 10 to the retailer type of deal yeah, and then, you know, that doesn't factor in our costs to, you know, produce the, and make that product. So. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So the OCS is standing here. They're taking half from you. Then they're selling for a profit. So they're taking from this side. Look, at they're taking from the producer. They're taking from the dispensary. And they're taking from the consumer with their taxes. So I, I, I accuse the government of double dipping. I can do the math. <laughs> These motherfuckers just try dipping. This was the system that they purposely made everyone have to agree to. You want a system? It's going to be in our favor by so much. And it's the only game that you could even play right now. But then these assholes want to wonder why the gray market's turning back to the black market. Why would anybody want to play? That's like going to a casino. But the average person cannot get black market weed. Well, it's and over. You and I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you and I. That's a fair point. I didn't even think about that. Bro, trust you, me, we, Owen. We can all get black market weed because we know black market people who are growing quality weed that we would smoke. 
the average person, your fucking Joe White going to work every day, who just enjoyed cannabis in high school and now he's getting back into it when he's like, yeah. he couldn't find black market cannabis if he tried. Yeah. He'd have to go to some high school or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like adult weed, like to find weed as an adult, unless you are in the community or know someone. It's weird how that works, eh? How you it's lose. Over. Yeah. It's over, bro. Legal I mean, weed is completely so much more convenient. Unless you're going to throw money in the air on the internet, which is never advisable. Never buy weed off these crazy websites because they just get picked off left and right, man. And and now, yeah. and now, man, bro, you're, be- bro, you're better off buying $60 fucking ounces or half ounces off OS, whatever the fuck OCS. Well, I mean, the OCS is real well, competition at this point in time. is and, and the driving factor of the black market is the the reserves thank that's 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 bro, it i'm not even gonna lie i can't even deal with reserves i'm really? not even gonna lie bro is not, it just too far too far and this never i okay bro, this is gonna come off i need more <laughs> oh, knowledgeable back and forth if i'm buying marijuana in in ounces well you sure as fuck ain't getting that at a dispensary nope. at the ocs bro, dispensary OCS is the worst obviously online but listen like even in person, bro. If you if you, I should have videotaped the conversations I had with these people. You can adjust that if you need yeah. to. I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Oka. I went to Oka, Quebec. They have some of the craziest indigenous dispensaries you could ever imagine. There's like a whole three kilometers, eleven kilometers. I don't know what the fuck it is, and it's just dispensaries. It's really fucking cranking, bro. It was the it was just teenagers working there, and that yeah, was, that was infuriating. Bro. You're really really insulting Reese right now. <laughs> Oh, 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 Oina, Oneina, isn't that how you say that? Hey, hey, you're right. Anyway, so these motherfuckers, if you, so uh, your quarters, you said artisanal, they're going to retail at the OCS around 60 bucks. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. After tax. After tax. After tax? For a quarter. That's which not is, bad. Which is reasonable. That's like pre-prohibition $60 quarters. Bro, that's, that's what, what I was paying. Right. If I you were buying a quarter, I never complained when I bought a Q for 60 beans. No. I liked it more at forty-five fifty. That was my homie price. Yeah. And I love that price. Yeah, because I fucking sent 20 guys to my dealer over yeah, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, like, yeah. stayed, le- you know. I love that. But I think back to the point is, is that of that $60 on the far end of the scale, you're lucky to see 20 of that. So if the if the if the the government wasn't fucking around in the middle, that would still be a thirty thirty dollar thirty five dollar half quarter on the retail end. If you could sell directly to the buyer, what would your price range be for a quarter? Yeah, like in real realistically, you could double up what you're getting now and still probably be way under. Like, because this was a great question that you say that because somebody said to me, you know, the the price of weed should be this much, and I think it's really fucked because. At the end of the day, it's a renewable resource. It's a it's a cash crop, <laughs> and it, if if anybody could produce as much as they wanted, if anybody could produce as much as they wanted, any farmer anywhere, the fields in fucking Saskatchewan, the price of marijuana well, would have come down. The price of marijuana would be what it should have been a hundred years ago before prohibition inflated it through the roof. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put our question a whole one more time. Somebody pointed it out once, great to me. He goes, what's an ounce of strawberries? I go, I don't know. This is what I'm getting at. He what's goes, a cob of corn? That's right. He goes, what's an ounce of strawberries? I go, I don't know. He goes, it's like seven bucks. I go, you think so? He goes, yeah. You know what? How much is an ounce of weed? I was like, yeah. He goes, if fruit costs as much as marijuana, 
it would be out of like we, we yeah. wouldn't be able to eat fruit yeah and it's the same kind of deal we just need to let people grow it man. well this is what I, I so i made the point and again like you are the person that's living depends on this commodity if the restrictions weren't in place for you you would also be able to create more you'd be free to grow different like strains that they are restricting you right now to only certain things. I know that's a, that's a truth, right? You can only have certain times to bring in strains and what? certifications on seeds. It's four times a year. Wait up, wait up. It's four I, times a I, year. I need you to elaborate. Uh, yeah. I need you to elaborate on that one. Uh, what do you mean? There's only certain times a year you can bring in. What? That's what I mean. It's the product call. So once you have the product call, you can put it in the OCS says yes or no. If they say no, you wait another three months for the protocol until you can put something but in. But if you as an LP, say you're like, damn, I just saw this strain pop off in Humboldt and it's orange cream school. It's probably a real strain and I didn't even mean it to be. But, that you is know, a real strain. and you want to get that strain. As an LP, you have to go through crazy hoops to get that strain legally into your growth. Okay, yeah. So, you know, seeds have to be certified. They have to be sent away and so, all sorts of shit, right? Explain that. So, yeah, I've done a couple of those, actually, because uh, so my situation, I'm running an LP, but we didn't build it from the ground up. We're renting the space, and we're kind of partnering up with this LP that's kind of, you know, they're just kind of out of the cultivation business, right? They okay. realized how hard it is. They didn't want to get do it anymore. And uh, we were consulting for them for a year anyways. Uh, that was another should have added that but yeah we're consulting for a bit and then uh you know they didn't want to Continue. cultivate anymore so they yeah. were like hey you guys want to take this on and we we're like yeah let's rent it and then that was about a year ago so right um yeah so getting in my genetics that was a whole that was a kind of a struggle and that's kind of why we came out with the strain that we did at first anyways we were kind of they had a lot of strains there and we were kind of like that's the only one I would ever grow, right? They had right. Like 15 different ones, and right. I was like, okay, that one could probably work. Um, and then in the meantime, we knew some people in Alberta that were doing a license, a new license. And, right. and that's the only way you can bring in new genetics is through a new license. Right. So they were getting a micro license. We said, hey, you know, take our beans. I had beans I've saved for years, yeah. right? Um, years and years. Pox them up, send it out to them. They declared it send it back to our facility through the system now right, right? wow right and i'm yeah. doing another one of those with my buddy who just uh opened up a micro shout out dave trichome hills trichome hills, hills. okay <laughs> see so again back to my point is is that as a commodity to grow a, a, a stock of corn you know you get a dozen corn off it maybe right a dozen corn six dollars if you as a farmer and weed could just be anywhere cash cropped that's me actually this time dude Wow, I'm fucking up my own show. Um, cash crop. The price would plummet, but would it actually adversely affect the market? Or would it only take the people out of the market that are only in it for the wrong reasons? Because at the end of the day, if we expect the farmers of this country to grow fucking potatoes and lettuce and fucking radishes and, you know, motherfucking tomatoes and shit like that and live off of that, why, like, why is this, this one other commodity inflated to the price right now where the price that you pay for a gram of hash rosin on the OCS is equal to fucking gold? I wouldn't care if every radish farmer switched over to cannabis tomorrow. There'd be less radishes. Straight the fuck up. Radish goes on three salads I have a year, and that's about it. They <laughs> taste like dirt to me. Bro, those little shaved slices of radish on I a buzzing salad. Shit. You have at a fancy restaurant once or twice a I year. I pick those off. 
Yeah, I don't need them either. Nah, fuck that. Shit. They're staying in. They, they, there's not enough Italian Straight dressing to, to make that up. good. I know we have a lot of radish farmers that listen to our show. If you're listening right now, just, <laughs> Canadian Radish Association. <laughs> just switch. You mean the C R A? Yeah. One of the most famous associations oh, in all the country, the C R A, Canadian Radish. So, yeah, sure. Dude, that's the radio. Nah, 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 nah. W B L K New York. Uh, w B L K here live on ninety five seven five or the Snack Man Race. Uh, throwing it back to Owen here. Owen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so getting genetics in is a once at the beginning, which kind of pins an LP in a position. If you can only get it at the, like you can only bring in your own things at the start and then you have to rely on everybody else giving you things within the system and then fight the same people that you got the stuff from to get the SKUs into the system to fucking sell the product. You got but, it, bro. Like it's like it's a headache. Trust me, man. Like I'm so I, lost. I'm like, that is exhausting. Years, right. Yeah. Right. So like, <laughs> how do you compete? If you have it, it'd be like, there's only so many car manufacturers and you all have to sell those cars and you have to buy them from this person. You can only sell them for this fucking much and you have to different brand all of them it's, and confuse all these motherfuckers into thinking they're not all fucking Chevys. It's an agreement that was made while people were starving for it. You know, it was like, yeah, That's just, this, yeah. Do you know what They I mean? would take give anything. Us give us legal weed. All right, you want legal? Yeah. All right. Everything, everything, everything is in their court. Everything is winning in their court. It passes through their hands. They tax the motherfucker. They tax. So the who's hater. the fucking hater then? Me or the government? You're not a hater. The grower's not a hater. It, we were all at the mercy of the lawmakers and the leg legislation makers of the time. It doesn't mean that these things are going to evolve, but I also know. Well, they have to. Bro. There's people like Jack Lloyd that are fighting for edibles and stuff. You know what I mean? Like You got guys coming in. Oh, and the weed that you came in with today, bro, you grow that? Yeah. Can I see some more of it? I'm going to talk about it live on the on I think the, it's important show. because. This is LP weed, guys. Okay? Because. And I'm going to do a quick thing. If you know me, you know that I've reviewed uh, over 100 legal strains on my show, Sesh, on YouTube. I'm just going to talk about this quick, okay? Do you think this chicken is wing? A, this is legal weed, guys, that I'm checking out right now. I'm going to grab the best nug. Just some ginormo fucking nug. I take my glasses off and everything. First of all, unbelievable. Grown right to the end. It's like little bubbly nugs of nug at the end. So firm. And it smells great, guys. Like, I, I don't know what more we could want from these LPs. It's not them that's growing bad weed. It's not them that's giving us bad prices. Like the snack oh, man's saying. Like we can get into that, why there's so much old weed in the market. Oh, well. yeah. Can we the biomass. Yeah. What's biomass? Like, just sitting there? Like, it's just not moving? Well, this is the thing, right? So, some of these people get their skews in and whatever, and they're growing a bunch of weed for the skew, right? Right. And then the OCS is a purchase order. And it's not as big as anticipated. Yeah. Right? So they sit Back on doors. it for a little bit. And then they got to send it to other LPs who put it into other SKUs. And it moves around. Like, I've seen two-year-old weed be sold out of facilities. Right. You know what I mean? Two-year-old weed. So it's just been sitting in a box in a warehouse somewhere. Exactly. So the best thing to do is get your SKU and, figure, and like, grow a little bit. Figure out how much the OCS wants. But also... They ask how much you can provide. So right. it's really smart for you as an LP to really only put so much in. Don't say too much. Don't say too little because they might take too much. And then you have a lot of uh, 
LPs and stuff like Carmel ran into this. I think Strains ran into this as well. Right. That, you know, the OCS was buying so much because their first load was big, but then they couldn't grow enough to fill the next the load. The next load. So now they're looking to other places. To and this is where these, these rebrands come in, where exactly. these LPs aren't actually growing some of these wow, strains that's because terrible. they need, because they have the SKUs in or they have the, the brand recognition that the OCS knows that they're selling, right? Because that's where it comes down to marketing. The OCS knows what SKUs are actually moving, what's being reordered by these uh, dispensaries. Yeah. And they're going to obviously gravitate towards that. You're and only that, that system's automated, right? Wow. That whole system is automated. So like they own, they will reorder based off of like, Purchases. Purchases. But wouldn't you? That's you're, it. you're you're fucking stacking up a night a store for sneakers. You're right. not gonna put a bunch of Jordans in that motherfucker? Yeah. Like you know what? Are you just gonna like you yeah, know what I mean? Sells, you're yeah. gonna put the sneakers that sell. You're Bro, gonna have Carmel was the first company when legal weed came out that everybody was talking about. Yeah. I remember right away people were like, Oh, you gotta try Carmel. You gotta try Carmel, you pay for the black market. Black market. I I had the the fan pack. Did we smoke this or did we smoke something else before? No, you smoked the other. That one. was the blunt. Can we try this? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. That's I brought it for you guys. That's all for you guys. So, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Roll roll it up, Reitz. Let's let's actually get I, into I, it. I'm so I'm like overly gentle. I'm like, can I roll this? You're like, yeah, bro. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so, and this is this is this is the point is is that in order for this system to work fairly for everybody my end of it and your end of it, it needs to be fair in the middle. And from what I'm gathering right now, the shit ain't really fair. Dude, and, and you're chill about it because you're you're like, this is all I can do right now. This is what it is. I mean, I guess you really can't have any other perspective, right? Like, you can't go to case. war with the government. It, it, or can you? No, like, I, like, again, like, I have my opinion and, like, it's... Now, does it work in, in other provinces like this, or have other provinces adapted to other methods? So, Saskatchewan is interesting. Okay, Ooh, let's talk shit. about Saskatchewan. Yeah, you can sell directly to the dispensary. I can directly sell to a dispensary in Saskatchewan if I want to. Only thing is, as an LP, you have to have the marketing capacity to send people out to Saskatchewan, hire people in Saskatchewan. Reps to, to go market, to the dispensaries right? and so go there. So that's a little bit more difficult. Like again, like, That's a job I should actually have. Could you imagine if I showed if I if my job was to go around to dispensaries around the country and be like this shit's actually good? I'm not gonna lie, I had a rep, I had opportunity land in my lap. Yeah, uh, from uh, big concentrates at the end of COVID. Yeah, because they were like, "Yo, we know that you're getting back to work. Yeah, and if you need some extra work, right. comedy's super slow right now. We would love to have you rep our brand and go out and talk and sell." And I was like, "Dude." You know, it's cool. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Have your boy Reed show up. It would be a big deal. People yeah. would be like, wow. I mean, it's like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. It'd be sending, sending. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't be a guy who, who sold weed. Yeah. I just couldn't. I would have to have a long, hard look in the mirror, and, and it would have to be for the right right a person. Lot, I was like, cake. I know some of those dudes cake. Yeah. So, you, you but. To, in order to sell directly in Saskatchewan, does that mean that the price of your quarter in Saskatchewan is cheaper? Yeah, can be. It can I be. Mean, right? But, like, obviously there's LPs who exploit that. Right. Right? Like, and they also want, they want it to be the same everywhere, right? Yeah. And also, like, they're logistically, to get the weed from Toronto to Toronto costs a heck of a lot more than to get the weed to Saskatchewan. So there is some sort of logistics in there that would increase the price, I guess. And I think that truth be told is, is that because of the way the model is right now, see, 
alcohol and beer in Ontario. Ontario monopolizes it's all of this stuff. Uh, they're very good. One thing that we do well is monopolize vices, it seems like. Uh, gambling, alcohol, tobacco, all of these things. You know, I'm down, bro. Um, <laughs> but you used to have to go to a beer store. You go to a liquor store. The price, if I'm not mistaken, at a beer store in Timmins wasn't more than the price of a beer. Like, the beer was the same price across the province. Mm-hmm. But if you go into dispensaries, and I think it's the competition of not having the beer store versus the beer store. The, the, there is a little bit of competition at the, at the wrong end of it all after the OCS has got their grubby fucking mitts on some of the money. Grub fucks. Um, the competition is is that in the, in the more remote areas, the prices of things seem to be a little bit higher on the retail end than in the smaller, into the more metro areas where there's more competition, more, yeah. more places. A place like, so like, I, this past week, I was looking for that gram of hash rods and that people may have seen me smoke on on the story, and it varied three to four bucks. And then I called one place in the same town, and it was nineteen dollars more for the same product. So the, this is interesting too. It's all going to um, be interesting. That's why you're here. <laughs> so an LP, baby. That's right. <laughs> So if you noticed, it's a lot cheaper at the bigger chains, the chains that you see more of and kind of value buds, value buds, for example. And their whole business model from the start was, you know, we have a lot of investors. Yeah. We got money to spend, you know, fucked, so bro. we're going to we're going to sell it for the same price. We buy it. So that was their whole thing. They're well, not making any money. It was the shit. first place I ever saw sell like at a wholesale price. And when weed was legal, I was like, man, what? You're selling an ounce at 80 bucks? Like, How? And yeah, I got that. They were had their own weird business model, huh? Yeah, ready to go, and yeah. now they're everywhere. Exactly, and it's like I I don't know if they've upped their prices finally or they're what. probably making a buck. Yeah, now it's like those guys make nothing. Yeah, but no. if you, that's a, that's a, that's a business. That's a Wolf of Wall Street business move in a new emerging market is just run as thin as possible so nobody can compete with you till there's nobody left. But bro, Value it's, Buds does their job. Like I'm not gonna complain as a consumer. It's like, like the Royal Rumble, man. You just gotta keep throwing people over the top rope till you're the last one left in the ring, and then you can get whatever the fuck you want for the weed. Then bro. Value Buds. It's like, yeah, it's five bucks we more. Now we turn a profit. buds in Wasega Beach, and none of the stores can even compete. So yeah. ironically, that gram, where I ended up buying it, was Value Buds. Yeah, no kidding you ended up buying it at They value should be buds. giving us a fucking plug. Bro, because they got the cheap wheat. And shout out Hollandaise, Wasega. Hollandaise is good people. They're my friends. But fuck, bro, how are you going to compete? How are you going to compete with an $80 ounce so, of, of decent wheat? So you're not. Can you, as a consumer in Ontario, buy from a Saskatchewan dispensary, like mail order? Uh, I don't think so. No. You get blocked out. Interesting. OCS only, bro. Those guys are fucked, man. But I'm sure you could find a dispensary that, that would send it to you. That would do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, because, like, there's definitely ones in Ontario that do that. <laughs> you know, you're going to continue. You're going to. Con- well, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know about that. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing value buds back under the bus. Tokyo Smoke. To, to, to put the comparison back to, to alcohol, though, and beer, Mike, you know this. You go to Ottawa, everybody goes across to Quebec to get their beer. They go, they go to Gatineau. Because the price of beer is much cheaper in Quebec. Yeah. So on the flip side, I do a lot of traveling in the U.S., as everybody knows. And there's this weird American fucking conundrum going on where weed is legal in certain states recreationally and medically, but federally it's not legal at all because the federal government is fucked. And then you have certain states where it's really still strict. 
uh, like Ohio, like Pennsylvania. And you have bordering states like Michigan and New York where New York has the same smoking laws as Ontario. You can smoke a joint anywhere that you smoke a cigarette in New York State. You can just, now their dispensary system is archaic and it's a few years behind ours, but you can go to the reserves. Reserves have tons and tons and tons of quality product. Ohio is illegal. If you go, or even Pennsylvania, if you go to New York and you buy weed legally and you get caught in Pennsylvania with the weed, you are better off to say that you bought it illegally in Pennsylvania than you are to say that you bought it legally in New York and brought it across, and the, brought it across the state lines because oh, you've, crossed fe- you've broken federal law by bringing the marijuana across the state line. Holy shit. Which I, I don't, we don't have in Canada. I know that because I've traveled with weed on planes and so forth, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's ours Thank is federally God, legally. Bro. Thank God. Imagine but, you couldn't fly across Canada. Quick story about that. Quick story about flying across Canada with weed. Last week I was in Montreal. Uh, you know, I brought my weed. I yeah. had probably about 20 grams. I have it in my jar. And my Reeds jar. Reeds? You know, I got my logo yeah. Reeds jar. Um, bro, I get, I get stopped because of my grinder. I have a big metal grinder. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. So the guy stops me from my grinder. He opens up my weed case. He sees everything. And it's this old French guy. I swear to God, bro. I'm going to try to do an impression for the camera. So imagine, I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm standing right here. This guy's looking through my bag, opens it up. No sharp uh, objects. No. Opens up, sees the weeds. Huge smile on his face. Right away, he goes, uh, souvenir? And I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, okay, not a problem. Enjoy your flight, sir. And I was like, cool. What a funny thing to say. Uh, souvenir? Yes, sir. Yeah, I got, yes, sir. Just the way that he, like, laughed, like, mm, yeah, it's marijuana. That's what it is. I think I love you yeah, shout out, shout, shout out, flying across Canada. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, those are all for you, man. Go oh, ahead. Thanks. Man. Sorry, I should have said shout that at the beginning. Shout, shout out, liquid death, keeping us fresher. So yeah, the reason I asked that is because if other provinces had their shit together, they would they would compete with Ontario if you were able to buy your like because right now in theory you could drive to Quebec buy cheaper weed if it's cheaper in Quebec. I don't know if it is or not. I don't. You could tell me. It's not. I don't think Quebec it is. is mess. They're they're, they're even worse, bro. That is the literal worst place to be for buy legal weed. Yeah, they have like a SAQ type thing, or how did well, how's the legal weed in Quebec work? They have no dispensaries. Okay, and it's just uh, I think they're all SQDC stores, which is their the version of the OCS. So they have those stores everywhere. And the people that work there are not allowed to talk to you about the weed, not allowed to tell you anything. You can only go in and buy it, and it's, like, very plain. Like, it's, like, scary. And they're very, like, strict on, like, the weed laws there and, like, where you can smoke and shit like that, too. It's, like, also, you can't have anything over 30% anything. And you cannot smoke in the streets. Yo, I smoke everywhere I go. I don't give a fuck, bro. bro. If I'm in a red state, <laughs> I'm in Florida, I'm in Indiana. Ago, gave me shit. I'm on St. Catherine smoking a joint. And he stopped me. He's like, hey, you can't smoke down on the street, buddy. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm not from here. He's like, yeah, no, well, you can't smoke on the streets of Montreal, okay? You cannot. You have to find somewhere to smoke. And I'm like, where? He's like, I don't know. Go alleyway. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, it's not a needle, bro. What the fuck? Alleyways. Like, piss-stained alleyways. This is where I'm smoking weed. Go do your drugs in the alleyways. Yeah, like, like, just get off the fucking main street. Take your fucking souvenirs out of here, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, that's Told me that I couldn't smoke on the street. Didn't give me a ticket or didn't even know the house. As soon as I talked, he was like, oh, yeah, I want to view fucking outside. When are you people from Ontario where you can smoke anywhere? And you know what? Just because you can smoke anywhere doesn't mean you should. 
I was at the Tall Pines Music Festival last week, and it's it's an outdoor music festival. And being the respectful person that I am, I went over to the security because you know I'm looking around. I said to Deanna, I'm like, oh, "Where do you smoke in here? We're outside, you know. Like normally, that means you can smoke anywhere." So I went over to the security. I was like, "Hey, like, where do we smoke?" And he goes, "Ah, you have to leave and go outside to the street, and then you can come back in." I was like, "Hey, sick." So you know, I go out the gate. I don't just sit right out in front. There's a bunch of people smoking cigarettes, like, right out in front of the gate. Yeah. I go off to the side, into the, like, grass, over by the trees, and I smoke you my butt. You say that you went into the tall pines? I actually made that joke on the story. Yes, I went into the pines. I felt like I was in high school. I went into the pines mm -hmm. and, and had a little puff. But, you know, just because you can smoke anywhere doesn't mean you should smoke anywhere. I think but everybody can agree with no, that. I don't agree with that, bro. I get high everywhere, bro. Little kids around, high. Little mamas <laughs> around pregnant, high. Uh, little blind people with uh, smelling sensitivities, high. Mike Reed is smoking with kids in the car. Yeah. Indigenous, indigenous reserves, high. <laughs> Extra high. Extra high. Extra high. <laughs> if I'm an Oka, baby. Oka. Shout out on Anida. So Anida. <laughs> so if 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 other provinces, if it's cheaper for you, it's just so weird. Like, then you have no real as an Ontario company, no real vested interest in actually selling your product in Ontario, other than the fact that Ontario is kind of one of the dry in Vancouver, like metro areas in in Canada. Because you can get more for it as a producer, selling it directly to a dispensary in Saskatchewan. Pretty much, yeah. And then also there's the medical system, which we also sell our weed on, and we can... That still exists? Yeah, Are you yeah. crazy? It's great. Bro. I think that's what Coast Traps is doing. Yeah, bro, well, bro, my union, my, my union, my <laughs> brother-in-law's union. Okay, I was going to say, what? He's a construction worker, but you know oh, whatever yeah, yeah, the yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. These guys get like $2,500 worth of weed a year on the house. And you know what they do? They just all buy like those cream, not those creams, those fucking drops. Those Ghost carts, drops, yeah. They just get ripped, bro. They get they the cookies get... and all this really crazy overpriced shit. Bro, and then it's they, free. you know, they run out by like July. Like they run out their fucking twenty five hundred bucks because Starseed and all those companies are fucking overpriced. But yeah, Starseed off of weed though. What strange is? Uh, Slurricane. Classic. You're gonna have to name it something else though, because there's forty five of them on the OCS, or how's that work? That's an interesting story. There's. I don't know. I don't know if we want to get. You want to do that. me? Yeah, I'll take one, man. I want to get into anything you want to get into, dude. I won't force you into a corner, but if you want to talk about it, this is the place to talk about it. Because this you, is one of the most serious podcasts we've ever had. <laughs> I mean, we had a girl that smuggled two kilos of cocaine last that's, week. Yeah, it's pretty serious, man. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna try to be a competition to that. That no was fire. That, that was the first episode I watched, actually. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Cause I was just like, okay, yo, let me check this out. I'm see what this oh, is. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I don't really. I'm one of those fucking weirdos who doesn't like. I'll like. I drove all the way up here, no music. Like I'm just one of those kind right. of people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like just think. Exactly. Straight so thoughts, bro. I was like, yo, let me just put on a podcast, I'm chill, and then let me check it out. And I was like, yo, this is fucking, this is going, guys. Yeah. I love it, man. I fucking, I no. It's a real, we, we do pretty good. People no, like us. It's, it's just so great, fucked man. up. He, this guy just kind of started this because he was like, yo, you want to start a podcast? I, was like, yeah. anyway, I just needed an no, outlet to, to, dude, it's perfect. It's I just funny. needed an outlet to express some of my opinions more fluently and in a longer format. I got no opinions. I just want to get high and have a laugh with some peeps <laughs> and get the fuck out of my house. I'm like, yeah, all right. 
This is about it, man. Well, I think that the, the big thing out of this conversation that we've had is is that... The government is the one fucking you. Yeah, the government is the one fucking... Not only the people that are losing their life savings opening dispensaries and not being able to compete with each oh, other. Man. You know, you're they're running... Like, it's at the point where really, in reality, again, there needs to be better designation because they're running the people that'll grow the weed out of the market with companies that only do marketing. Dude. That's what it is. I was going to give a quick shout out. This weed is fucking dank. It is very good. Thanks, guys. Dank, bro. bro, Nice, easy smoke. Really terpy. I mean, let me me see if I can put my finger on the tips. We got a lot of shit going on here. Holy fuck. Honestly, man. (laughs) Drugs... Dr- drugs have ruined my brain. In my head, I'm like, this has a light cocaine. Uh, <laughs> this has a light cocaine um, <coughs> sweetness to it. Only found in the aftertaste crack. of cocaine and crack. <laughs> the sweetness of drugs have ruined my life. <coughs> there's an, there's almost like a nice leather to it there, bro. I like. Uh, I just like that I'm not choking my fucking ball sack off. Nah, there's a bunch going on here, man. Yeah, the old weed thing is another thing that really is plaguing the OCS and a lot of these dispensaries. Because I think you get in stuff that's like, man, the last stuff I got was four months old. The stuff before that was like 10 months or 11 months ago has been packaged. It almost seems like these fucks are taking their pounds, kilos, whatever, and packaging it and hoping it cures in the fucking little plastic jar or something. Like, I don't think the process... It seems like it's being yeah. rushed to market. There were some companies that did that, and then they ran into mega mold issues those first few months. Remember, like, how many people were running into mold? Like, they would just open those fucking jars. Yeah, <coughs> a rushed cure will cause mold, but also cause uh, no terp. Any of those Bovita packs, the I'm always f- fucking... The first legal weed I got was from, I think it was called Weed Box or something like that. Mine was Lift or, or something like that. I treated it like the Supreme Drop. Lift the first OCS... It was midnight. I treated it like I was copping Supreme 2016, yeah. 2015. Uh-huh. I was on there. I, I bought my own weed on there, bro. Did no! you? Yeah, well, because I was growing for Terrace and then they had the brand Haven hey. Street. So, like, it was pretty. Haven Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I reviewed tons of Haven Street shit. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not it, man. Trust me. I'm not even going <laughs> to try to show up Terrace Terrace. You, you, you reviewed Repack. No good. But, uh, okay. You buy your own weed, huh? How fucking weird is that? How long did it take to come? Uh, Two weeks. Yeah, see, I was order number 42, I think. Oh, bro. damn, bro. I, no, I, I, I treated mean, it I treated it like a supreme order. It was like a thousand. And yeah, no, I was I number was like 42. 360. But do you guys remember those early numbers? Yeah. It yeah. was unbelievable. You're like, wow, order. I'm only older 800 and something yeah, like that. So, yeah, yeah. Like, it was I, insane. I, I had remember. my weed in I think three Bro, days or four got, days. You think you got? You I, I know. I know my 40s? order. I know my order was number 42 because I remember being like, "Yeah," but again, I treated it like a supreme drop. Like You're I was on there. I, was, I knew exactly. Boom, 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 boom. And the first weed that I got, I remember doing the review on my old page before. This is before Rare Snacks was was, was really popping. And I did it on my other Instagram page. And the first I opened it. And it was, first of all, it was trash. Second of all, I found a seed in it. And at that point, I couldn't remember the last time I found a seed in weed. 
Shout out seed weed. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like legal weed? The first pack of legal weed that's a stupid fucking overpackaging, which is a whole other problem I have with it. Oh, I have a really good story about overpackaging. Oh, hit me with it, man. Oh, bro. Dude, it's ridiculous the okay, packaging sorry, that comes in. Sorry, sorry, Terrison, bro. You guys are getting it today. Give it to but, them. Yo, so we're um, greasing him up with his own weed, and now he's getting loose. Grease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we're greasing you up with your own weed, and now you're like, you know what? Remember that guy who shouted out Daryl Spinkenberg? Dude, those headphones oh, are like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, You'll be there for an hour. Oh God, I'm so sorry, man. Um, but no, so I was working at Terrasen, and you know, like most LPs, we had some money, man. We just got some money. Naturally. Right? And they had this brilliant idea. Yo, we're going to make a diamond-shaped, like, glass jar. Right. Instead of growing really good weed, instead of like yeah, listening to the growers and we're like, yo, we need new lights. Yo, we need to buy this nutrient. We need to do this. Yeah, we need yeah. to do that. And he's like, no, no, we don't got money for that. I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah, you know? yeah we're going to we're going to get a square yeah. jar. Yeah, you guys just got investments out the fucking yang. Yeah. So they had to want to do this diamond shaped jar. Right. And they spent to put weed in. To put weed in and okay. like it was just gonna be like you buy it at the OCS or whatever and it's a diamond. These motherfuckers jar. were trying to do crystal head for vodka. Bro, okay. we had a, like a work party for it. They had like all the tiers of jars, like the half ounces, this like different sizes and everything like that, right? They buy a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar automated packaging line, get it all set up. Yeah. The jar doesn't work in the this this obviously, right? Like it's a custom jar. Yeah, so yeah. They need to have like a custom machine. Yeah, it needs to be tooled. Yeah. About that. They spent a million dollars designing this jar. Out the fucking window, bro. A million dollars <laughs> yeah. designing the jar. These are the people that were making decisions at the beginning of the legal weed bro. industry, bro. That's why half of these fucks went out of business. That's These were the guys I, that, that they, they wanted to tell people they they had the mentality that it was easy to grow weed and it was going to be worth fucking shitloads and, and everyone would buy junk. Remember when Canopy hit like 40 bucks? Dude, I remember looking at the business guy when I was working in cars and telling him to put money into Canopy at five something a share. Bro, I think it peaked at 40 bucks. I think it hit closer to 50 something. Did they, it really? They yeah. fucked me out of a thousand of those, bro. No way. A thousand shares? A thousand shares at a dollar eighty six. Wow. How'd they do that? They just you, have, you don't have an NDA or anything, right? You can talk to shit? It's been long enough, I think. <laughs> because they just didn't have the money to pay you up. No, they definitely did, man. It was just I wasn't talking to the right person. I was talking to the HR lady. I'm like, yo, like you guys just like got rid of my like shit i've been here for two years like you know like yeah. you guys i i had the like the shares but they didn't invest yet because i wasn't there for three years but it's like i would have stayed for three years if you guys didn't fucking get you know can my position and the only thing they were offering me is like hey you want to go work in tweed ontario like fuck no you no, know what I mean? I'm so not, shit. yeah yeah i wasn't leaving so um yeah i got fucked out of those shares <coughs> and that was like you know when that went to 80 i was like fuck out of thousand yeah. of those <laughs> man <laughs> I, I know it it hit 50 something at least is we can look it up. It, is that where it peaked, bro? 80. It, it was up. like 86, the highest I think it was. And I remember this because my buddy got the thousand. 86? And he and I was like, sell, dude. I was like, sell. And he's like, I'm waiting for it to go to 100. No. That, you want to no, know what it's at right now? That. 60 cents. 60 fucking cents. Nuts. Nuts. It peaked out at uh, 60... What does it say? Does it say at the bottom here? Hi. More about no. That's so scary to me. Yeah. Max. 
It doesn't say what it what I'd have to like just scroll along yeah, here. It's so one of these. It's like sixty right there. It never hit over seventy. Oh, okay, true. Sixty something a share. That's bonkers, boys. I thought it peaked out around forty something bucks. Nah, man. No, no, I no. only bought. I bought. <laughs> like fuck. I didn't buy enough. Let's just say that. I did not expect it to do this. So I remember going in. We got a late reach. Going into the the corporate fucking. Uh, he was a business advisor. It was five something a share, <coughs> and telling him to buy it and just kind of forget about it. It opened at five bucks a share. So it, uh, it was at the beginning, and he and and this was my logic to him. I said, "I want you." And I, I, in his office, I said, "I want you to Google what the share prices of Penn Gaming are, of Philip Morris, of Labatt." Like, just pick a liquor brand, pick a fucking cigarette brand, and pick find, a gambling. And find your average. It's going to be and, insane. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me where all these vices are at. Because that's all it is, right? It's just like anything else. It's just a vice. Show, show me where all these vices are at. These guys and, always sit super and, high. And they all sit in the 45 to $60 range, you know what I mean? Unless they're like a huge conglomerate. But even then, what they end up doing is making more shares and getting it into that range, Some right? Some of those companies have great dividend payouts and stuff like that, too. So... He didn't take my advice, and then I remember going in when the when the gold rush, the green gold rush of corporate cannabis, which really was just a money scam, I think, at the end of it. Are but you crazy? It was the greatest scam ever, bro. What's his name? Canopy Growth. Bruce Hill. Bruce. Linton. Bruce. Yo, bro. I met that guy, bro. Me, creep, huh? Weird dead face, bro. I met, okay, I'm going like, to tell oh, you. Like, like my, fucking children yo, of the corn shit? Yo, we're going to crush the competition. Yeah. That's what he came in saying. Like, he was like, we're like, oh, this is a fucking real suit. You Listen, know? bro, when I met Bruce Lynn, I met him at uh, the shindig, the big tweed or whatever, the big canopy growth shindig. They hired Snoop Dogg to headline. Oh, you were there. I was there, too. Were you there? I was there, too, man. Dude, I, that was I fucking... opened up the show at, like, fucking You don't remember world-famous comedian Mike Reed? No, no, but nobody was in the audience Dude, I went. Yet. I went way later. Bro. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, but Snoop Dogg was on at 9. I think I went on at 5 or 6. Okay. And uh, my buddy... It was insane. My buddy, who actually passed away... Shout out, shout homie. Out, shout out, Daryl. Um, he has a... Uh, like, there's a video on his Instagram still up of him sitting on the stage smoking a joint. Just sitting on the stage, and he just shows the audience and then shows himself. It's a legendary fucking video. With Snoop performing? With Snoop performing right behind him. And oh, then yeah. he didn't get kicked off the stage for some reason. They just let him do it. It was I don't know. He just did it, and they just let him do it. Bro, Bruce Lynn, I met him, okay? I'm in Ottawa the night before. This place is just outside of Ottawa. I don't remember where the fuck it is anymore. St. Mary Falls or some fucking bullshit little town. <sighs> Smith Falls. Smith Falls, yeah. yeah. There it is. It just came to my head right now. Bro, I'm in Ottawa. I'm headlining Yuck Yucks. I get there, the ticket lady's like, hey, are you expecting anybody? I'm like, no, she's like, there's a huge corporate guy here. I'm like, how do you know? She's like, he came in with like 20 suits, and everybody was like talking about who he is. He's like the big weed guy right now. I was like, no, and I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And it was Bruce Linton coming out to watch me perform because he had heard that I was some weed comedian. I swear to God. Okay. And one of the crazy experiences in my life, I, mur I murder beyond belief. Of course, your reads. Okay, murder. Mm -hmm. Now that I know all these corporate suits there, I do nothing but closing bits. Everything right. is... <laughs> right. After the show, I'm in, I'm in the back room. This guy's so corporate. The lady comes in. Bruce Lynn wants to meet you. I'm like, Bruce Lynn wants to meet me? Whatever, bro. Come in. He comes Tell in and bring him like 10 other suits. <laughs> wow. We're so impressed. And he's just talking to me like I'm supposed to know who he is. I do know who he is. But he doesn't know that I know who he is. Yeah. 
But you're not giving the satisfaction because you're Reese. Because I'm Reese. You're Reese. I'm also Reese. Come on. You're not gonna get shit, Bruce. Lee. No. I don't know if you know. You're in my house right now. You're in down. You're in you a came to see me, house. Bruce. I, that, bro. yeah, you, I didn't go to see you. You came to see Reese. Of course, I knew he was. He was all over business news for like uh, two months leading up to this meeting. So I I know who he is, and he goes, uh, "We're having the shindig tomorrow. Why don't you come down?" And I'm like, what's the shindig? He's like, Snoop Dogg, you know? <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's how he talks because he's so corporate. Like, it's like yeah. it's like an actual corporate guy. Like, it, like <laughs> Willie know, Nelson, have you, you heard know, of him? You heard of uh, Snoop Dogg? You're like, have I? Shut up, you fucking idiot. Who hasn't? We my, all know Snoop Dogg. My grandma knows like Snoop Dogg. You don't know Snoop Dogg. Like, yeah, he's uh, from Compton. <laughs> yeah, 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 Long yeah, Beach, yeah. you know him? <laughs> Do you know Snoop Dogg, Bruce Linton? Dude, motherfucker, like, name yeah. me three songs, motherfucker. He's like, he's got two G's in the dog thing there. Uh, <laughs> but he hired Snoop. And if you know anything about Snoop, Snoop don't show up for nothing less than like 250 grand minimum. He ain't doing shit. Like he performed for an hour and boogied. But when he showed up, nobody was allowed near his tent. Yeah, like yeah. I, w- I could see his tent. I could smell Snoop Dogg's weed. Could not get near him if I tried. Oh, I met Snoop. Like three layers of fucking security to get to Snoop. Yeah, I met Snoop. He was a cool. Yeah. Uh, he's a big celebrity though. He like, signed, I have a Snoop Dogg velour suit, era so of velour suits. And he signed it for me. Yeah, he's G. I yeah. can see him doing that. He was a nice guy. All it right. was red, though, but which wait. was a little... So, yeah, I show up to Shindig. They don't know that I'm performing. Because I just got added the night before by, by Bruce Linton. By Bruce Linton. Just kind of in a drunken You're spiel. just a jester for the crown yeah, king like, of Yeah, and then Canvas. I show up, and they're like, you're not on the list. I'm like, I'm one of the performers. Bruce Linton booked me himself to, like, oh... All right. And I was like, what the fuck? Bro, I've never been disrespected more. I didn't get a pass. I, I actually eventually got a pass that said staff so that I could get in and out. It says Brian on it. Yeah, like, bro, I've never been disrespected more. Like, buddy, I don't know if you guys know, I got a standing ovation last night in Yuck Yucks, and now I'm here to bomb. This, this guy came to see me last night, and now you're questioning my fucking... Dude, the, the stage manager had no idea where to put me. He just threw me on. He's like, how long do you do? And I'm like, what, do you, what am I supposed to do? He's like, can you do half an hour? Half an hour, I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right. Can put me on while they were switching a band in the back. Like, it was such a classic bad gig. It took them. It took them four or five months to pay me. A gig I didn't even want to do for a guy I didn't even like. Booked by a guy half in the fucking bag. In the bag. I must have been 30 lines deep. They were wired. Every single one of those rich fucks. Their jaws rocking back. You're like, oh my God. I love the joke you tell about your mom. Yeah, no kidding, bro. But regardless, finally they paid me. I'll never forget, bro. Longest $1,000 I ever waited for in my <laughs> life. I didn't even want the gig. Bruce Lynn offered me the money. He asked me what I wanted. You know, if he was really the uh, fucking king, he would have just paid you in hundos right there before, like, you know what? You need a better manager. If I was your easy e and you were the cube, I'd be like, man, that's $1,500 right now. Before you spray it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, wow, $1,500 right now. Maritz, I just got you a $1,000 gig. I'm not even going to lie. They didn't pay me because they just didn't know. I wasn't in the show budget. I wasn't in anything. I'm just some guy asking for That's money in a random email. Like, how did you even get this email, buddy? You like, should have been like the guy that painted the Facebook, and you should have did it for some stock. And now he's gone. Bruce Lynn's gone. He's been fired, and now he works God knows where. He doesn't need to work. He got like a $22 million fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he cashed out. He's he cashed good. out. He's That's good. what a lot of these guys did. That's I, I, Dude, I'm swearing, uh, the beginning of all of this, 
there was a lot of snake oil going around, bro. Tons of snake oil. Yeah, tons of people was, pumping shit I was and then dumping it. shit and being gone with it. And they didn't have no love for the plant. They didn't have no love for the culture. They didn't even have no love for their customers. They were only there for one reason. Harbor 60 on the house. Mm-hmm. Real talk. And that's the problem that I have with legal weed. That's the reason why I rant on legal weed. It's not, you know, and, and, and I'm classifying it all together knowing damn well that it's a system that is going to work itself out because there's people like Owen that are coming into it and there are people out there that are doing it for the right reasons that aren't just trying to, you know, roll over shit, man. Trying to compete in this system right now and still making a, still making a quality product for a quality price is is incredibly hard and that's what we've established here today right yeah it's and it's it's through no fault of the grower and then then the restrictions on like what you can use to grow and all of that stuff like they they really fuck with you it's not as bad as it was at first there was a lot of things they was hiding shit in their ceilings well yeah people were because they like legal 20 and stuff like that they was hiding chemicals in the ceilings to hide away from Paul Canada, the LPs, because... Cause so I was looking at what Bruce Linton was doing nowadays. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Apparently, he's on tour with Snoop Dogg. No, He's his opening act. Yeah, I used to be a billionaire. Now I'm a millionaire. <laughs> Learn with me, Bruce Linton. <laughs> well, their share's worth 80 fucking cents, so... Yeah, and you know what? Bro, that company was fucked off the... Did they produce it? So it started out from a bunch of medical people, though, because it was a medical company way before, they like, when it was Tweed, right? Well, they yeah, but, more. like, they knew what they were doing, man. They yeah. were like, come on, they, in my mind, I still look at Tweed as, like, the first, like, recreational legal brand. You right, know yeah, I mean? no, they were. They were just huge. They were everywhere, even before it was legal. They were, like. You know, they were dude. They were really given like they were given licenses to people out, out by, like you'd walk out of the fucking Blue Jays game. You remember this? And they'd have like things to sign up for medical licenses and fucking tweed banners and shit like that. Do you remember that era? Like before rec was legal, but medical was legal, and like there was just like clinics everywhere, yeah. and they were just trying to sign up as many people no, as they man, could sign every up. Every clinic I knew was some guy doing a Zoom call. They still do that, man. It was Skype. Remember the Skype calls? Yeah. yeah, phone calls. What do you got? Oh, bad back can't sleep yeah how right. you can't sleep like at all no all right. <laughs> like, like they were also illegitimate they're like what you got what and then you look and they're all naturopaths yeah you're like all right my first my first medical uh prescription came when i was in vancouver they're like yeah just go see this guy yeah man. you know what vancouver did have one of those walk up like venice beach style guys Straight up. yeah yeah wow i did man. it on a computer the guy was like what i'm like i have all now nah. I, I did, I did have I did have all these issues because I'm fucked up, but still. Uh, and he was like, "All right, yeah, the girl at the front will deal with it." And then I just came back to Ontario and was like, "Fuck all y'all, here, check this out." <laughs> Fuck all y'all, get a grip, motherfucker. This Vancouver's always dedicated. so far ahead, so far ahead. Of. Who are yeah. you gonna dedicate the album to, Puffy? <laughs> you know, listen, Vancouver has a uh, legal mushroom shop. Shout out Dana Larson, always breaking the law. That guy's <laughs> sick. Dude, <laughs> Dana, Larson. Yeah, Dana Larson's an OG. Dude, Dana he gets Larson, respect. No fucks given. Go down. He'll get arrested right now. Pay his own bail and then fucking shit on you. Yeah, like talk dude. shit to you the whole time. Also, love him. Very nice guy. Big, big Mike Rita supporter. Love, Shout love out Dana him. Larson. Love Dana. 
Uh, there was a legal mushroom place in your hometown that got busted recently. Oh, fun guys! Fun guys in Wasega uh, Beach. Did you see? Did you see me in the comment section there? Yeah, I believe I may have. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to the Wasega <laughs> Beach community group that doesn't know what to do when Reed hits them in the comment section with some real shit. He's he's real bored during the day sometimes. Yeah, I'm bored during the day. I get bored as a stand-up comic by work three days a week for fuck's sake. He's sakes. doing punches on Facebook. So this fucking lady posted the other day. How do we get this goddamn mushroom? shop closed down. I was like, lady, you're you're the problem with society. Your closed-minded views and your <laughs> shut them down if I don't like them. Like kind of, and, and like I went off. This lady's this comment ends up getting like 47 fucking likes. Everyone's loving it. Tons of hearts. I'm loving it. I'm like, the community's behind me. And then, but my punchline in the whole comment was, I wrote this micro-dosed, and that was it. Like that lady said, I, dude, shout out to this woman. She sent me a message. Direct. Oh, she hit you in the. She slid in your DMs. What you're saying is incorrect. This is a light, dude. This lady went off. She was like, "Man, how could you promote mushrooms? You're an entertainer. You need some." And in my head, I was like, "How can I promote? How can I not promote mushrooms? <laughs> how can I gatekeep the greatest shit that's ever? Like, dude, as a little kid, I was a weird little. I'm a weird adult, but I was a weird kid. I had a lot of borderline autistic, like just reads, not." Social flutes issues, and stuff. all kinds of flutes, all yeah. kinds of noises, just tooting, sitting in classes like, duh, duh. like <laughs> teachers like, get him out of here, get him out of here. What the hell's he doing? He's a bird. <laughs> like I did, and then, bro, grade nine, grade nine, we go on the trip to the zoo, and a friend of mine goes, "You want to try mushrooms?" I go, "What is this?" He goes, "It's like weed." I go, "It's like weed." He goes, "Yeah, but you eat it." I was like, "All right." <laughs> nah, it wasn't not weed. like weed. Dude, changed me forever on that bus ride from school. To the zoo is about forty five minutes, bro. It was like that, you know, when they play the cream song, bam, 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 and I was just sitting there like, no, you're like, wow, it's happening. Like I can see trails, I can see colors. My hearing is through the roof. My eye, you're like that Jerry McConnell thing on my secret senses or whatever. Dude, sick man. I'm running faster and everything. And then so we get to the zoo. I'll never forget. I couldn't talk to adults like so. We, we you know you pay your twenty bucks to get in or whatever the fuck, <laughs> and then the teacher's like, make your groups meet back here at three. You're like, all right, and I just never forget. I latched on to one of my homies like, we gotta stay together, bro. I'm shook. I don't know what the fuck's going. On. Man, every animal is crazy, but the craziest animal. If you ever been how mushrooms? The hippos, bro. The hippos are good. Any animal that has the human eye. So when you walk up to the animal, and you see the human eyes. So lions, tigers, they all got human eyes. But the gorillas, chimpanzees, orangutans. When you're high on mushrooms, you guys really are distant cousins of mine. Look at you. <laughs> and they're looking at you, and they're like, look at you. Reese is watching gorillas pick uh, each other's lice and eat them. And, and he's like, like oh, I feel that. Dude, you're just like me. I massage myself, man. <laughs> dude, yeah, mushrooms is one of the greats. It'll be legal soon. How long do you guys think? Two years? It's already legal in some places in the U.S. And if the U.S. is ahead of us, we're doing something wrong. Unless wow. it's, I'll shoot you over that. Go ahead, man. They, they do they do a few things very well. <laughs> Yo. They do fast food really well. No. Guns, they do pretty well. I, I, dis uh, I disagree with both of those statements. You don't think they do fast food? Bro, fast food the is the best in the U.S. fast food I've ever had as an American. In-N-Out is fire. Dude, they there is the best Canadian fast food five is an guys, American one. Five Guys. All of the best in Canada are American brand. Like, come yeah, on! But there is no Canadian fast food. But I mean, Harvey's. fast food in Canada. Oh my god! Right? Harvey, listen to the stupid fucking theme song. Harvey's is whacked out Canadian. Barbie Baker <laughs> Burger. 
Like, like, shut the fuck up. Who the fuck wrote that? I wanted to get a Harvey sponsorship, bro. I was eating that shit all the time. Hey, hey, wait. Before we get off track, Harvey's Fire Burger. I'm not lying. Fire, Fire Burger, Fire Frings. The Frings. The box of Frings. The Frings are going around right now, eh? Well, I know. We got to get get Value Buds on the line. I shout Free plugs out, out the line. Value Buds with Sega. Man, we shouted out Swoop a lot and they haven't shit us. They shut nothing. down. They're shutting down. Yeah, that's why. Because wow, they didn't fucking sponsor you know, the show. No, no, no. Not enough people heard. No, no. It's, it's, uh, the pilot know, union. A, a friend of mine is actually a pilot and he explained it really well. He was like, yo, imagine you work for a company and their little sister company who does the exact same job as you. Yeah, gets, gets paid, paid half. Yeah. yeah. And You're they're like, like you got to do these ones too. And they're like, and you fly, sure, you fly new planes. Swoop planes are brand new. Yeah. Right off the fucking lot. But you work like a dog for less pay. And yeah. they're like, yo, if you work for WestJet and you fly to fucking Cancun, it's like two grand. Yeah. You fly WestJet, you get like 700 bucks. Swoop, like, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Swoop or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly why they just shut down. That was part of the uh, agreement with the pilot union was Dude, they had to dissolve it. Too. Shut up, pilots. Like, you know, I get it. Like five hours of work, like 1,500 bucks, two grand. You're like, wow. Bro, I mean, you got to fly a plane. But I don't want no disgruntled. Yeah, I told Daniel, I'm like, give me zero disgruntled pilots. Yeah. They should be like school teachers. All these motherfuckers should be happy doing a job that nobody else wants who who wants to bro, fly all just day? land the fucking plane and we're all good <laughs> give well, the man his fucking us, money bro everybody's like yeah i would love to fly yeah to a place you don't want to just fly to the place to get off for an hour take a shit yeah, yeah, yeah. and now fly somewhere else <laughs> yeah, again. fly back wait for a bunch of fucking people that are assholes to you to fly back why do you think they got the locked thing Dude, and everything i can't even make eye contact with the pilots when they're standing by the door at the end when no. you're giving the nod i can't do it i get shook yeah because everybody else has like thanks thanks so much thanks so much i'm like uh, i don't know i get weird bro yeah. man they they took carter into the, and on his first plane i told the stewardess he like, went to the poop deck no they took yeah right up to the front right up to the front they were like hey little man you want to fly planes he's like looking at it all and he, i'm like yeah that'd be a great job thinking to myself man there's no fucking way you want to fly planes that's a lot of responsibility you want to be the weatherman that yeah. motherfucker could be wrong 99 percent of the time <laughs> ain't nobody so calling funny. him out like why would you even need to do the the job like you could just use the weather app the weather network app and be like yo today's gonna be it says right here it's going to be pretty cold and uh, like you don't have to be a what's their name not geologist well that's because they, the, this is an old job that existed when literally you would watch the news or you bought the newspaper to figure out what was going to happen the bro, next day I was day. talking about Danielle with that that there's certain old jobs that are not going to be existing shoemaker a, a real estate agent is a job that is slowly it's too much money nowadays if a house costs a million bucks you guys make a hundred grand a hundred grand ten percent what are you out of your fucking mind yeah <laughs> you have to do anything the house is sick you just have to show it to a guy with money <laughs> <laughs> but back in the day a real estate agent was a thing because you had to go to their little office and in their little you office had to take you had to real pictures yeah <laughs> and they looked at their book and they were like wow do you, you went there you saw the house and they would be like oh beautiful home now they pay some kid with a fucking vr glass to Bro. do a drone fly through and they're like no, all right kidding. let's put up this on youtube yeah, yeah. you just do a video now you sit yeah. at home you're like sick that's why those those website companies that take one percent one buyer agent yeah. one seller agent one percent each yeah you're like yeah fine that's still too much what do you mean you make 10 grand on a sale you nut but i get it bro i get it i get it man but yeah. like 100 grand on a fucking million dollar house is out of this world insane i mean it's at the point where the real estate market was people were buying shit without seeing it anyway like, you know what I mean? Like This guy always coming after the Asian investors, eh? This guy cannot get enough of Asian investors. I said, I, I didn't even say the type of weed. 
<laughs> Wasn't that so funny? When you originally said that, I went through a Rolodex of races. I was like, the Black Mamba? Nah, that's cool. <laughs> the Portuguese Pickle? Nah, that's cool. We'll still spark uh, that. Uh, do you want to get into my crazy adventure with the deer and shit now? Wait. No. Oh, you know about this, right? Yeah, yeah we've talked about it. Before yeah. we get out of it. Everybody listening, if you don't know what kind of weed it is, I'm going to finally say it. Are you going to say it? I'm going to say it. Uh, let them cancel me. Italian, bud. There you go. I guess you can. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Or he wants, to, he wants to say it. The Korean Kush. <laughs> <laughs> the original KK. Just to, yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that KK. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right. So this guy, I'm going to give a quick recap, then you're going to jump into it, okay? Okay. Because I want you to just take a breather and As long as you start your recap with, you were supposed to be in the car with me. So I was supposed to go to watch the Dead & Company with snacks. But the day before I came back from Montreal, I was whacked out. I didn't want to go. I was all in a bad mood anyway. But listen, so Snacks goes down. He's over there driving a fucking uh, through New York. He gets through New York into Pennsylvania. No. What what state? I'm in New York in the boonies. He's in the boonies of New York. Bro, all I know is that this guy is driving a van with his acid-laced friend. Ronald McDonald. I don't remember his name. Graham Bam. Graham Bam. And this guy hits a deer. Now, I was supposed to be on this adventure. I was supposed to be in the passenger seat. I was supposed to be stranded on the side of a fucking New York highway. And this guy tells a great story. Now, I'm going to just recap a quick one more piece. You you hit the deer. Mm Mm-hmm. You pull over, mm-hmm. you call the police. Mm-mm. No, you don't call the police Mm-mm. yet. You drive to a gas mm-hmm. station, and then you call the police. To and, tech stop, yeah. And then Ronald McDonald stashes the green because the cops are on their way. Because the law in New York states that the cops have to show up. Start from there. I, uh, I, I can't confirm or deny any of that part, but yeah. So we're just cruising along the highway, and uh, we're not speeding, and we're chilling. I got it in cruise control. We're trying to make it to Erie. And in the distance, because it's it's a it's interstate, you can't have your brights on. It's run come traffic, right? But in the distance, I see a deer. You see it. I I see a deer, and I proceed to fucking stop. I'm stopping. That deer goes hippity hippity hop. How motherfucking deers do out of the way. I think I'm like. Oh, sick, but I'm still, like, slowing down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if motherfucking deer number two doesn't come in, bam! Out of middle of nowhere, man. And it's just, like, all I see is fucking... I saw it's the deer in the headlights. I saw its face. Yeah. I saw it. Look at me. And, and I looked at it. it. And there was nothing I could do. Bam! Nailed the deer. Airbags don't go off. Thank God. Because I was slowing down. You know, if I had been doing 60 miles per hour, you know, 100, even like speeding a little bit, because I think the interstate was 60, 60 there, 55, you know, that would have been way worse. Airbags would have went off. I probably would have been fucking really, really injured. Both of us would have been. Stuff in the back would have came to the front. All of these things. You would have been really bad. Would have been very bad. So I realized quickly that like I hit the deer, but it's not that bad because the, the airbags didn't go off. So I'm already in the fast lane. I'm, I'm, I pull over to the side of the road, and I get out, and I look, and I see that I have one headlight still. The rad's pushed in. This headlight's fucked. The hood isn't bent up. The hood's still so, somewhat kind of latched. It's secured. I give her a little. Okay, it's secured. 
I look at Graham and I'm like, we can't stay in the middle of the fucking highway, bro. Like, people are clipping along this highway, just like we were. We can't stay in the middle of the highway. And there's a sign that says tech stop. We had passed, right? So I knew that there was a pullover. So I'm like, get in the car. We got to drive. So I get in the car. We drive. And I pull over to the slow lane. I fuck throw my hazards on. And I drive. And as I'm driving, the radiator's throwing shit up. There's smoke. And I'm just like trying my best to get to the tech stop. It's dinging. The car's fucking overheating. And I'm like, I got to get off the highway. So I get off the highway. We call the CAA. Uh, they did triple A because Graham Bam had triple A and, uh, they said, okay, we got to call you, you, the state yeah. because you're on an interstate. Only certain tow trucks can get you off and you know, and the troopers are going to come by. So we were like, all right, cool. So we're hanging out there waiting for the trooper shows up with the tow truck basically at the same time. And he's like, second one tonight, you got your license registration. I'm like, yeah, here you go, man. All right. I'll be back with your incident report. And he like looks at the car. He's like, oh, you know, he basically almost, you almost didn't, you almost didn't hit him. I'm like, I tried to stop, man. He goes, I know, man. And I like, at this point, I'm really beating myself up over like, you know, like fuck, man. I tried to, I tried to stop. I can't believe this happened right now. I tried to stop, and like, it was 11:30 at night. I call the hotel, and I'm like, yeah, we're, we're, we might not make it by three o'clock. I don't know how we're gonna get there. We're about an hour and a half from Erie at this point where we're staying that night. And at this point, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So the the police does the report. Tow truck guy's like, all right, yeah, like, I can give you a ride to this hick-ass town. And I'm like, okay, like, can I get an Uber there or something? Yeah, you should be able to get an Uber. All right, Grand Bam, like, let's go. So he takes the van, and we go to this tow lot. And I try calling an Uber, and the girl picks up the Uber, and it was going to be $120 U.S. to get us to the hotel. And then she calls, and she's like, where are you going? And I'm like, you know, bitch, you picked up the Uber. I'm going to Erie. She goes, oh, yeah, I, I don't know if I can go there because I won't be able to get back. I'll be sleeping. And I'm like, well, she, well let me see if I can get a friend. So this bitch fucked around for, for 40 minutes and wouldn't cancel the Uber because I think she just wanted to get paid still. Or I don't know how that shit works, right? And so finally, I, like, canceled, get the Uber canceled, but we're still stuck in the middle of nowhere. Tow truck driver comes, new tow truck driver comes, and he's like, I live in this other town. It's 20 minutes, like, in the direction you're going. I'm practically homeless at this point, as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, you're floating around. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, let's get into another tow truck. So we have first tow truck that we were in, the second tow truck. This guy drops us off at a 24-hour gas station. We take everything out of the, the van that we can. Like, we had chairs. We had all sorts of stuff to fuck be on shakedown and coolers. Just grab what we can get, our bags and stuff. Drops us off at a 24-hour gas station. I'm still trying to hit Uber. There's no Uber anywhere. Is there a, ga- is there a taxi service? There's no taxi services. Wow. So, yeah, we're in this 24-hour gas station, and, like, the police come in, and I'm like, we're, we basically look like the most out-of-place people. We have a bunch of bags and stuff, and we're just sitting there, and, like, I start asking random people. Kids coming in, you know, now we're talking, it's, like, 1230. Right, and these kids are coming in, and I'm like, "Yo, you want to make a hundred bucks? Drive me to Erie. Like, I'll give you a hundred bucks." And they're like, "Who are you, weird guy? Like, no way!" Finally, this this lady's like, "How much? I'm like a hundred bucks? I'll give you a hundred bucks." At this point, I'll give you a hundred twenty bucks. Like, you know, like, yeah, do you, what, will you drive what, me to what Erie? What do you need? She's like, "Oh, let me think." And she like calls her husband. And I'm pretty sure he was like, bitch, are you crazy? Like, you're just going to drive some random weirdos and, you know, like, who is it? Two guys? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but they're offering $120. Right. Know, like- yeah. And it's a substantial amount of money still, right? And it, it is an hour drive, but, you know, whatever. She goes, uh, I can't take you, but what I'll do is, is I'll drive you to this hotel so that maybe you can get a taxi from this hotel. 
they just keep moving you along. So, and I'm like, is it this, you know, is it going to a better area to get a taxi, to get Uber? She's yeah. like, yeah, like you're in a bad area here. There's nothing here. This is a college town. Like, you know, you can go here and you can get this. So she drops us off at the hotel and I walk in. And what this, was the name of the town? Uh, it's okay. It's going to stop the story too much. I, I don't remember, man, because it's traumatizing. But anyway, this nice old lady comes out and she's like, hi, can I help you? And we're talking, it's like one o'clock right now. And I'm like, uh, yeah, we hit a deer. We're from Canada. And they dropped us off here because we, like, we need a taxi. But there's no taxis. There's no Ubers. And we're trying to get to Erie um, for tonight. And I had talked to the hotel in Erie. And the lady's like, well, if you don't get here by 3, you know, like your reservation's canceled. I can't check you in. I'm like, listen, lady, I've stayed there before. Look me up. I'm like, sign the thing. Do whatever you need to do. You have my permission. Check me in. Check me in as if I'm standing right in front of you. Yeah, right do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Like, look me up previously. You have all my information. I've stayed there. I'm a Canadian. You have my ID. You have everything. Just check me in. She's like, okay, I'll do that for you. Like, I hope you make it. So I'd already committed to the hotel, and it was the hotel we were going to stay at the second night because it was kind of halfway between where the concert was and where home is, right? Yeah. So we get to this hotel, and the lady's like, well, what I can do for you is, um, she's like, come here. Come on. Come here. Go on the side. She, like, takes us to the side, and she's like, come down here. And takes I'm like, this little lady's, like, rolling us down the hallway here, and she's like, opens this thing, and there's this, like, boardroom. Right? She's like, there's a couple couches in here, and there's a bathroom and everything that you'd need. You can sleep in here if you need to sleep in here for the night. You know, you're more than welcome. I'm sure my boss would be fine with that. I'm like, oh, you know, I really appreciate that. You know, like, thank you so much. Bro, anything at that point is amazing. Right? So, but I'm like, you know, is there any taxis or anything? And she goes, well, this guy did... uh, did drop off this flyer last week and she hands it to me and it's like DL family taxi. And, uh, I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. And I call again. It's like 1am at this time and there's no answer. And the answering machine is like, you've reached DL family taxi. We're probably on a ride right now. And it's like, oh, okay, this is interesting. It's like very small town taxi. Like, and at this point I had a follower that said, Hey man, uh, like he lived in Buffalo. I'm like, Hey, if you'll pick me and drive me to Erie, like you can stay at the night with us. We'll give you one of the beds. Grand Bam said he'll sleep on the floor. Yeah. You know, so you can drive back Just to Buffalo. Just get me the fuck out of upstate New York right now. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to come get you. So like a half hour went by. And then he's like, oh, man, I can't. Like, I have to be back in the morning. I won't get back in time. Yada, yada, yada. It fell through. So I'm like, all right, I'll call this taxi number again. And I call it. And the guy answers the phone. And he's like, hello. I'm like, hey, hey, how you doing, man? Uh, yeah, you taxi service? He's like, <coughs> yeah. Hello, yeah, uh, yeah, taxi, taxi, you need a taxi? I'm like, yeah, man, we hit a deer, and uh, we, we're from Canada, and uh, we got to get to Erie. And he's like, you're in, uh, I think it's called Hendrick, maybe. And it's where he was, and I was like, yeah, I'm at the whatever hotel. And he, fuck, I should have kept all this down, but uh, again, it was kind of traumatizing. I shouted them out, though, on the story. And uh, he's like, oh, where are you going? Erie. And he's like, oh, man, that's uh, it's like 180 bucks. It's three bucks a mile. And I'm like, what, man? 180 bucks? It was $100 on Uber. He goes, yeah, but they're not picking you up. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been through that, trying to figure that out. Uh, man, it, like 100 bucks, man. I can do 100 bucks. He goes, oh, man, I, I don't know. Like, And you can tell this guy just woken up. Like, and, I really don't want to get out of bed. And I'm like, man, bucks. I'm like, I need to get to Erie. You have to help me, man. I just hit a deer. I just rode off my minivan. I got a concert tomorrow. This guy's a man of God, he says too, right? And he goes, okay, 
I'll be there in five minutes. And I'm like, oh, thanks so much, man. Like, we agree I'll on a I'll be there in five minutes. Yeah. What'd you agree on? 120 bucks US. Now, at this point, the insurance company had told me, like, take an Uber wherever you got to go. We'll cover it and get a rental. So I'm frantically trying to find a rental car because I still have to get to a show the next day, right? Not a rental. Can't find a fucking rental for anything, dude. And the ones that I can find are, like, 550 bucks for a day. Why? And it, and it was only eerie to eerie. Wow. It was ridiculous. And like I'm like, well, that doesn't do me any fucking good to be stuck back here tomorrow for 550 bucks. So at 2 a.m., this guy, 130, 145 maybe. Shows up. This guy shows up. And I'm like, man, we hit a fucking deer. And he goes, you've, uh, you've got a minister, minister. Oh, man. And he, he was a Latin guy from the, from the Bronx. And he was like, you forgot minister fucking Louis Farrakhan or something like that. Like, like he had like the, his name, first name and his last name. And they sounded so awesome. Lenny Montour or something like that. And he's like, minister, you can't, he's like, you can't swear in my taxi cab. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll give that a shot. Uh, you know, forgive me if I do a couple times. So I'm trying to have a conversation with this guy and Graham's in the back. And like, we're just so stoked at this point. I'm like, uh, you need me to pay you cash or whatever? He goes, no. He goes, it's easier. You pay me with your card. That way you can have the receipt that you need for your insurance company. And he goes into how he was meant to help me and how he was put here for me right then and there because, you know, because he's a very religious man. And he's like, I could tell you needed help and I'm here to help people. And I've been sent, you know, and I'm supposed to be here. Uh, you know, I was purpose and, you know, like I'm, I'm here for you because that's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like that, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so appreciative. And he drove us all the way to Erie. We had, by the end of it, Mike, I was like, the friggin' shat going on right now is just incredible. You know, like I'm, I, I, could not swear in this guy's taxi. So he drops us off in Erie at five minutes to 3 a.m. Wow. And I walk in and the guy's like, Edward. I'm like, yeah, man. All right. He's like, you made it. Suit. Yeah, all right. So I'm like, well, what are we going to do for a ride tomorrow? I can't get a rental car. And I've tried. I tried all the different apps and everything. It just, it's not happening. And I would have had to get to the Erie airport, which I didn't have a way there. So I go on to Facebook onto Deadlock. And I, and I firmly believe that you could not do this with any other band. Other than Dead Lot. And other than the Grateful Dead. Because there's so many people who are dead in company. Uh, any, inter, it, any different variation of the Grateful dream, Dead family. The, you might be able to pull of this. this off with Fish, maybe. But the, the, the fact that there's so many people traveling places. The number of people that were coming from Canada down to the show because it was one of the closer shows, right? Saratoga was also a close show. So I put on Dead Lot... Like, hey, man, we hit a deer. We're in upstate New York, or we're in Erie, Pennsylvania. We're headed to Burgettstown. You know, if anybody's coming this way, can you send me a DM? You know, like, we got money, willing to pitch on gas, just really need to, like, need to come through. I don't want us to ruin our show. And the funny part is, is when I, I first called my, my family, the first thing I said is, how am I going to get to the show tomorrow? And they're like, you just rode off the minivan, and all you care about is the show. I'm like, well, all that stuff's said and done. <laughs> yeah, I still got a show to get to. Like nothing I can do. Here. What am I gonna do about any of that shit? Like I got a show to get to. So we go to bed, and I fucking power the sleeping men. I wake up. It was a great breakfast at this hotel. I wake up and I get a message, and it's from this random guy, and uh, he's like, "Hey man, you still need a ride?" Yeah, yeah, I do, man. He goes, "I'll be there in twenty minutes." No way. This guy and his wife show up. 
He's like, yeah, man, I saw your thing on Dead Love, but, uh, you know, I wanted to basically see if anybody else had helped first. And, you know, I, you can't, yeah, I wasn't sure if you were a weirdo or, you know, it's just kind of hard these days. And he was an older guy. He's probably in his mid-50s and deadhead. And he's like, all right, man, yeah, hop in. And him and his wife just chain-smoked the cigarettes and drove us right. We stopped at their hotel. We got some bite to eat right to the venue. And I'm like, hey, man, like, what do you want for gas? Like, he's like, ah, I don't know, 20 bucks. Like, ah, here's 25. Oh, no, no, man. 25 is too much. I'm like, dude, $25 is fucking awesome. Please let me give you this. Right, yeah. So we get there. We're we're walking through the dead lot. And at this point, I'm like, Graham, like, we We made it. We fucking made it. We have no ride home. We have no way at this point solid, solidified way home yet. But we made it there, and that's what matters. So we get on deadline. I would hate every second of this. Bro. Yeah, bro. You're, you're telling, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Now. And I'm I'm just like it's, <laughs> this adventure is incredible for me. Like, I just it's forward progress the entire no, I time. I hate all of this, bro. The unsure, the lack like you're of like it. I'm going deeper into Pennsylvania, and I don't know how I'm getting home. Yeah, no, that's I stress, bro. But you're a seasoned traveler, so it helps a little bit. Like I'm not even <sighs> letting that car. I'm driving that fucking van till it. Cluck, cluck, clanks on the side of the road and blows up <laughs> until it's a fire that keeps me warm while I wait for the police, bro. <laughs> you driving it to a stop is already such a red flag to me. Dude, like, are you crazy, bro? Dude, Drive that thing to the bitter end. It's your only thing. I thought when the cops showed up that they were going to give me trouble for getting it off the highway. And the guy's like, no injuries, no other people. You hit a deer? He goes, no, man, get it off the highway. You did good. And I'm like... Oh, man, because the whole time that the, I was waiting for the trooper to come, I thought they were going to be like... Hit and run! Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I... Like, they were going to be like, sure, where's the deer? And I'm like, well, fuck, look at all the hair and blood all over this thing. That's definitely not human. It was Graham Ben. It was, it was Graham Ben that did it. So we get to the show. We go on dead lot. We're walking around. The tanks are flowing. I'm like, all right, time to cut up, cut loose. Hit fucking balloon, walking down the side. Some dude walks out. He's in his mid-50s. And he's like, hey, how you doing, man? He kind of looked like Fred Flintstone. This is before he gave me acid. He kind of looked like Fred Flintstone. Told me he'd been on tour since Dallas, and he called himself the professor. God, I, I can't deal with cats like that. And he's Where like... Where at? Where the fuck are you at? I am in a parking lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the professor? Yeah. That's who you think you are right now? You fucking He was a teacher, nut. and he was, on, he was on holidays for the summer. Buddy, guys like that are lucky I don't walk around stone cold stunning them on these dead lots. <laughs> You're what? Bam, bam, bam. And he's like, hey, man, what's going on? I'm like, man, we had a fucking deer. We've had a crazy time to get here. Oh, is this, is this liquid acid Jones? Yeah. And he goes, you hit a deer? And I'm like... Yeah, man, total buzzkill. We hit a deer last night in upstate New York, but we made it here. And he goes, you want some liquid, man? And I have a rule, and it's a bad rule, kids. Tricks are not for you in this case. Do drugs if it's from an older person. If somebody <laughs> if somebody 20 years older than you wants, is like, hey, do you want some drugs? Yes. Yes, you probably do if you do drugs. If you wham, partake bam, in drugs, this guy bam, is going to have good drugs. Why? Because he's made it this fucking far in life doing drugs. Yeah. So what he's like. That man was 18 years old. He just looked like he was 50. <laughs> drugs have ruined his life. He's, he's self-sufficiently <laughs> touring across the country watching a band at 200 bucks a ticket. That man tied his skateboard to a bus. He goes. 
goes like this, and he just puts. Uh, I don't want to do. Dude, if cream doesn't come to your head as soon as you start getting high, I don't want to get high as you. So we're we're walking around deadlock. I ran into Bob Weir's daughter. Bob Weir. Bob Weir, the golfer. That's Mike Weir. Oh, that's Mike yeah, Weir. Yeah, yeah. Bob Weir. The bass player, uh, the, the keyboardist. Guitar, the guitarist. Fuck, I was so close. <laughs> you fuck. Um, his daughter's <laughs> like 20 or 21 years old, just wandering around like a regular person, buying hippie shit on deadline. No, she's only 20. I was, I was no muckies. Mucky for the no muckies, no. I, I, very expensive taste, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> muckies for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Hey, wait. Um, Before you finish, sorry, how far are we into this podcast? Uh, we're not even silly yet. Wow, I feel yeah, silly. You're getting silly, but you got a little time still. So, uh, yeah, so at this point, we don't really have a ride home. And one of my f- followers who lives in Buffalo is like, you can meet this chick. She's an old school deadhead, and she's driving home to Buffalo tonight. You can get a ride with her. So I meet him, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm not trying to hang on to you right now, but, like, you're my only connection to my only ride home. So we're hanging out the rest of the day. Because, first of all, I'm starting to fucking get high on acid, and you're my only ride home, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And I have, I have, I was calling them textiles. I'm like, I have a lot of fucking textiles right now, and I need a place to get, you know when you get really high on psychedelics, you need to get rid of everything that you own? You yeah, don't want don't any want anything res- on me. No, you don't want no responsibility. You, you've done acid. Yeah, yeah. Time. You know, like like I don't, I don't want, want phone. Wallet, no, no, no. I think I want the very bare I, minimum. I just want my sunglasses. Sunglasses. My phone. And like that was it, basically. I put everything in this guy's truck. I, I, I would shout not, out Jay I by the way. I wouldn't even want my phone, bro. But I guess when I mean, you're in that situation, you need it just in case. Of well, an my phone is my is my heart at this point because it got me here, and it's probably the only thing that's gonna get me out of here. Wait, 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 wait. So. Uh, I put all my stuff in his car. We go into the show, and uh, Graham is at this point laying on the ground, hat over his head. I'm sure spinning left and right. And uh, you're fucking soft, Graham. Nah, Graham took it very well. Uh, and the girl shows up, and she's like, "You're not drinking." I'm like, "No, nah, I don't drink. Like, I barely ever drink." She's like, "You're not doing anything." I'm like. Oh, a guy dosed me a bunch of liquid in the parking lot at about 3.30, but, you know, by 11 o'clock in this situation, I'm like, I'll be sober as a judge compared to the rest of these fools. Yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. She's like, oh, sick, you're driving. Oh, fuck. Perfect. No, see, you think I'll fuck. I think I just have to be sober enough now to drive this car. You're depending on me to get home. Now I'm not the person depending on you to get to where I need to go I'm to. I'm not even kidding, bro. I'm so survival-based. I would have kicked that lady out of the car, taken that car to the border, and just fucking made it back home. I would have been like, I'm out of here. I can't believe you fucked up. You gave me This a guy's car. like living GTA Are 5. You crazy? I would have told that lady, you're, you're being kidnapped for about two hours. Well, there We're was gonna, a guy with her. Was there? Yeah. Well, so, he's kidnapped too. I'll, put, I'll pretend that I have a gun. This is America. They start, I'm, I'm Mike. <laughs> they start, they, yeah, pretty much. Mike's going to jail. Mike I got home safely. Home. We're going back to the border, and we're a family. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So she gets super fucked up and passes out after the show. She passes out while you're driving the car? Buddy, yeah. we really are going to the border yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. I got lost. Yeah. I took the wrong exit, lady. Graham Bam, get, Graham Bam got lost on nitrous and kept telling me where he was. And I was like, listen, Graham, you have two choices. 
you find me and get in this car or you're getting stuck in Pittsburgh, bro. I can't go where you are. You need to figure it out. And to his credit, Grand Bam figured it out at the fucking 11th Grand, hour. Grand, Grand Bam's like, I don't knock him out, but what's he trying to do right now? He, he, took your, he took your spot, and as we were leaving the concert, he said, that was the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Why haven't I been doing that the entire time? Where is the next show? We need to go to the next show. Mm. Holy fuck. And the whole time, I'm driving through Pennsylvania Hills just trying to get to Erie with this chick passed out in the back, drunk, and this guy beside me that I met. And this guy beside me kept saying, what about if you're a psycho like Mike Rita and you're a killer and you're just going to kidnap us and stuff? And I'm like, dude. Look at me, I'm driving your car. And now I realize why he was saying that. It's because of people like you, Mike Rita. <laughs> so moral of the story is, is when I got to the hotel, she uh, she woke up, had a coffee, and... Uh, and gave muckies for the boys. She, made, she probably would have given muckies for the boys. It's not a... It, actually, the way that it was put to me goes, if you play your cards right or wrong... You could probably get some muckies. Or wrong. Imagine that's, playing your cards wrong and still getting muckies. That's hey, sweetie, how it was said to me. That's, hey, you were there. That's how it was applied to me. Listen. My All sister, right. God bless my sister. If there yeah, is I was going to say, how did you get back home? Your sister My sister you. drove to Pennsylvania and picked us up the next morning. Shout out, sis. So we, I put $27 worth of gas into this lady's car driving it home. Uh, shout out Maggie. And it ended up costing me 52 bucks. Round trip, Erie, Pennsylvania to Burgettstown to get to the show in back reads. Minivan, last I checked, is over the border. Where, how? They, they went and got it towed. At first they told me they were going to leave it in America, but apparently they've towed it back to Canada. I, took, I went back the next day uh, when Deanna was there and we got everything out of it. There was a bunch of liquid death in there. You know, I got to take liquid death. There's great Canadian meat. There's a bunch of stuff, so... I had to get it out of the car, all my belongings, take all, you know, you know what, like, cleaning a car out that you've had for eight years is like? It's weird. Glove boxes. It's an emotional thing, really, right? Shout out Snacks. Snacks, that was a wild story, bro. Bro, and then I, I came uh, home I and went right back uh, to fucking Chicago. I want to shout out Owen, who sat there like the greatest fucking chill, nice guy, and listened <laughs> oh, to every chill, word man. of that giant story. Yeah, your weed got us ripped. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> but anyway, moral of the story is it's been a great tour, and I'd like to go back again. And uh, you know what? The, the deer thing was wild, man. It, as it played out, it was real live TV. Man, fuck that, bro. Survival kicks in. I'm eating that deer, and I, I'm, I'm feral now. I live on the road. I live on the roadside of uh, of uh, New York State. You catch some sort of rabid disease, and people are like, we saw a wolf man through New York State, and it's, it's just Mike Rita. And, it's, and instead of howling, I just go, Could you imagine the confusion? Because I actually already look like a wolf man. But it's me who turns into the wolf man. You should grow out all of your hair like me. And and you could look like a wolf man, and we'll just change the podcast theme and are everything. You crazy man, I can't. I have weird hair. I I can't grow my hair too long. It has to be short all the time. I feel old. The first puff off that weed's great. I'll give so, you a so puff. I got I got a puff for you. Okay, you want to eat some snacks and uh, do a phone call? Which one? So we have some new shit here. So first we got Kit Kat churros. You yeah, should probably uh, divvy those up. I know. I was gonna start off with and and there's extra ones there for D. Don't fuck around. In my travel case right now, my snack travel case, I have some of those cheesecake fucking... Lemon meringue. Lemon meringue. Those whatever. comeback snacks are fire, bro. They're insane. She sent more, and I said, make sure you send some to Mike because he gets really upset if he doesn't feel as special as I am. That's how it goes. Okay, so these are Kit Kat churros. They just dropped in America. 
These are American? These are American. Kit Kat churros. They'll be on the website as soon as I get them figured out. All right. First impression. These they, Very hard to open. They come in all the different sizes. These ones were just the ones I was able to find the share size. Churro, overrated or good? It's being heavily used right now for the fact that it's basically pastry and cinnamon. You know what I mean? Cinnamon flavor doesn't have this necessarily the same hit as churro, but... Yo, that's nuts. You know what? It tastes like Dunkaroos. does, doesn't it? it smells like Dunkaroos, wow. too. What? I got the wow. turt palette. I got the turt palette. Trust me. It does. No, you're right. <laughs> it tastes like a Dunkaroos. Like an OG Dunkaroos cinnamon cookie and a vanilla frosting. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I thought the same thing when I first tried it. It's funny that you came out with that like that. Because I was going to hold that back. Well, these are... Uh, a, a van- you're right. Vanilla frosting Dunkaroo. With the white cookie. The, the cinnamon, the cinnamon cookie. cookies. Mm-hmm. These are... I would have said that these were just okay, but now that you said that, <laughs> they're absolute fire. This is a better than a real Kit Kat. Man, the Kit Kat flavors are just killing it. Oh, yeah. Have you had a bad one? Oh, yeah. I don't bring them here, though, because I have a standard for my Greta. I usually tell them when something's trash, but... Okay. they're the, Yeah, I mean... Oh if you get God. into some of the Asian flavors, they get a little wild sometimes, and I don't really mess with, like... Man, the green tea, the Canadian they're green so tea... so good. I don't like it. I like it, No, man. see, I don't I like fuck it. fuck with it. I don't know. For the first time... That's, not, that's better than a green tea one. No, For the is, first time is. in our snacks career, I'm going okay. back for a second Kit Kat, You bro. can do that, because, uh, you There's know... like 10, I know. I'm pumped. Here. You want yeah, another one? Bro. So good. These are nuts. This is better than a real Kit Kat. Kit Kat churro is better than a real Kit Kat. Yeah, I said it. So it it does taste like a churro, though. Like, they did do well on that. Oh, yeah, on the churro aspect, it actually does taste like cinnamon really churro-y. Definitely top-tier Terps. Wow. That's stupid good. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. You gonna give it the rating? You give it the reach the reach ratio. You <laughs> you go in the skew. Eight point five to nine point two. Depending on no no but for real. This comes in, ladies and gentlemen. The Kit Kat Troll starts at a nine point five. That's how fucking good this is. It's that it's almost perfect. Like it's so good. If they made this into a cereal, it's over. Oh, it is really good, eh? Remember the remember the cheesecake ones from a few episodes ago? Oh, cheesecake ones! Wow, from Japan, unbelievable! That was really good. Kit Kat, Kit Kat internationally does crazy shit, man. They're, they're like they're high end, high end confectionery. They're, they're giving monkeys for the boys. <laughs> Kit Kat churro, man, definite easy nines, easy nines, easy nines, easy nines. Yeah. I'm going as high as nine point five. Okay, what else do we have? We have uh, Cheetos. We're gonna. Oh, oh yeah. So those are also new in America. Caramel cold brew M and M's. These could go either way, Mike. Cold These really. Caramel, caramel cold brew. Cold brew, bro. Coffee caramel M and M's. I'm gonna say this flavor one more time. <laughs> caramel cold brew M and M's. All right. See, America does this shit right. Snacks. All right. I'm gonna grab. I don't know. Oh, okay, guys, okay. it's chewy. I wasn't expecting now. Mm. It's actually awful because of the chewiness, but. You want right. to do a phone call? You know what? I guess 
my idea of caramel is always soft caramel. But I get it, like a chewy caramel is respectable. I'm not mad at these. They're not top tier shit, but... No, think about what we just had, though. Yeah. These against what we just had, because they're so bitter because of the coffee flavor. This is like putting Reets at the beginning of the, of the show. <clears throat> Hasn't been done in years. Some people have done it, and it becomes a huge mistake. You never put Reets at the beginning of the show. Never. You hear that, Bruce Linton? I'll bury your show. Yeah, Bruce Linton, you're like, yeah, I didn't bury Snoop Dogg that night. <laughs> I'm not mad at these reads. They're no, not I great. Am. They're not. I'm a hater on M&M's. Yeah? No. Peanut M&M's are goaded, bro. Yeah, of oh, yeah. Peanut M&M's are goaded. You know what? The crispy ones are pretty fucking fire, too. Remember those marshmallow ones we had a few weeks ago? That's all right. They were pretty good. One of my favorite M&M's of all time was the coconut ones. Oh, shit. Ooh, they were dumb fire. That sounds good. You don't do coconut reeds? Like bounty bars. Those are fire. Yeah, okay. You do coconut. You do coconut if you eat a bounty bar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give off a shout out to a friend of mine. David Nunes. When we would get high, we would buy the weirdest chocolate bars. <laughs> Eating Big Turks? I would go get... <laughs> Big Turks. I would get like a caramel Mr. Big... And a recess. Three mainstays of Canadian confectionery. This guy would get like a Charleston chew, a bounty, <laughs> and like <laughs> three musketeers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Closs at peanuts. What the hell are you getting <laughs> What's the one that's covered in peanut? Is it Big Turk? No, not Big Turk. Bro, it's Baby Ruth. No, 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 no. It's something else. Payday. Oh, man. Payday? No, it's bro. It's a green and yellow wrapper. It's, oh fuck! What it's is toffee called? and peanuts. It's disgusting. Eat more. Eat yeah. more. Oh. Oh. Those are so gross. Bro, it was the grossest <laughs> shit I ever saw in my life. This guy would get. I eat like more. eat more. I like. You yeah, do. he loved them. Yeah. Bro, I never. I'll eat, saw, eat more. This guy would. Eat, so that was his three: bounty, Charleston <laughs> chew, and a fucking. Eat more. I'm. I'm. I would on always all of them look at the, the convenience and store. I'd be like, "Hey, buddy, does anybody else get eat more?" And you'd be like, "I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that. Those have been there for thirty years, bro. They never go back." Yeah, they were always the old fucking dusty ones. Oh, uh, sure. eat more, bro. Eat more. When we were kids, chocolate bars didn't have expiry dates on them, and you would get any more, it'd be rock fucking hard, bro, because <laughs> yeah. it didn't move. You get remember you get chocolate bars, and they'd be like white. Yeah, it's that on the show. So I, I remember every time I bought that. This is a sad story. Little Reeds, little young Reeds, grew very poor. Immigrant family, three kids. This was. <laughs> now he's a millionaire. Can you believe that, folks? Westside Connect. I buy <laughs> a little chocolate bar with my little dollar, my little loony. No, you earned. You probably mowed a lawn or something for it. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably painted something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, I open up the chocolate bar. And it's white and like it looks moldy. Mm-hmm. Like it's that white mm-hmm. fuzz on it almost. Mm-hmm. I bring it back to the guy. He goes, I can't do nothing for it. You didn't open it in the store. I was like, Sir, I'm a little kid. You can't do this to me. I'm not robbing you. Like, this is a chocolate bar I just bought here. And he goes, Choose another one. I chose him, uh, an O. Henry. I always loved O. Henry's as a kid and it was good. But I remember. <laughs> that chocolate bars was the bad. Drama of the white chocolate bars, bro. And the guy gave me so, he gave me such a hard time, bro. 
Because he knew he wasn't selling that chocolate bar, bro. Hey, a piece of shit. You used to get candy. It'd be hard. You'd go in for, like, the penny candies and stuff, and you could tell how long they'd been there because of how hard they'd yeah. be. I never fuck with no penny candies, no gumdrops, no fucking uh, cherry bombs, none, none of that none, shit. None, no peach fuzzies. None I started at five cents or nothing, bro. No, the one cent candies were fire. Bro, mm-hmm. bro I couldn't. Me? I could not do one they cent were like, candy. They were like different flavor, like jelly top ones. I seen like jelly Swedish berries, yeah. Swedish jelly fish. Yeah. No, those were five cents. Is no, no, the little ones, little mini ones like this. Have mini ones, yeah. Bro, I used to get a handful I d- I of those. I didn't shits. have a penny guy near us. We had we ours you were city. Yeah, see, you were in the city, so there's inflation on that. Bro, five cent gums, five cent candies is where we started. I had penny Good candies. Cheese. And I would get a slushy, and I'd put, like, a fistful of penny candies in the slushy. That's how that shit worked. It was a power move when I was a kid. But I also remember getting slushies for 19 cents. That's that's ridiculous. I know what you were going to say. I dropped it, like, uh, episode two, I think. You got to be careful with that one. Uh, Yeah, 19 cents a slushy, man. You find two beer bottles, you got yourself a slushy. Go go collect some beer bottles in the fucking forest and shit. Mike, you want to go to a call? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. I give those M&M's Oh yeah 7.2 I was gonna say they're 7.5 <clears throat> You wanna score any of this stuff? What do you mean? You wanna give a score to, the, oh. to Any of these snacks that you've been uh, Or an the opinion Kit on Kat, any of this stuff? Yeah the Kit Kat's about an 8 Yeah? Yeah I'm a little I'm a little picky with things so. Okay And That's those fair. M&M's Man it was like Imagine an M&M with a coffee jelly bean like a jelly belly that is the fucking dude you're we need this guy (laughs) snacking you need to call it jelly belly is exactly what we just did (laughs) we got big turp now we got professor turp palette this is admiral (laughs) admiral turp admiral Admiral turp wow at your service sir yes sir (laughs) bro that's the second one you hit on the dot the first one was the dunkaroos yeah, no, that's that, that that's true, man. And the man brought us some marijuana to take home. Yo, he brought cookies that he made. We should get into those. Are they real cookies? Are they? Do they have weed in them? No, they don't have weed in them. Oh, let's try okay, them let's even more. Them. Yeah, let's yeah. try those. What's oh, the texture just... you got on those bad boys? They're like soft. They're soft. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're gonna do the call while you bake out these cookies. Ready for the call? Oh yeah. It's a uh, Mike Rita fan. Uh, all right. Let me. Is one of my fans? Yeah. Of course. It's, it's one Mac. of your fans. Yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Am and Jote here. I just wanted to give you a shout out from Paris. Your podcast has got me thinking about Twinkies and why I love them so much. I grew up not eating meat or eggs, so therefore I wasn't allowed Twinkies because they contain egg whites. When I did have my first Twinkie later in life, way later in life, it did not disappoint. My question is about first. Do you have an experience eating something for the first time that was so hyped, and how was it? My heart goes out to you, too. You are great human beings. Oh. Until next time, have a great day. David Joke. Yeah? Top five fan of mine for sure, bro. OG, I even joke. Yeah, she was super Mac. nice. It was no nice OG. to meet her. Yeah, I only got to connect with her all the time when I was on the West Coast. Something that was super hyped that we ate on the first time, Mr. Beast Burgers. Did we talk about that on the potty already? Yeah, yeah, we talked about the, the hype of Mr. Beast Burgers. First of all, finding out that Mr. Beast Burgers wasn't even a real place. Okay, that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, yeah. They're just ghost kitchens. Yeah, I know exactly which one I'm going to go with. That was big. Growing and- up, 
a big fan of West Coast rap, sublime ska mm. music, mm-hmm. West Coast California reggae. But I just loved California. I loved, loved, loved it. And what's one big thing about California? In and out. Yeah. My whole teenager was like, I try in and out, yeah, I try in and out, yeah. And fucking finally, finally at 23, I get booked to go do some shows in San Francisco. And I land, and there's an in and out right next to the airport. Anybody's Always. ever landed at SFO, you already know. And it, the lineup is is ginormous, but it moves so fast that you can't believe your fucking eyes. But that's the way in and out, and it's in and out. Yeah, no, that's it's the quick, fucking dude. name. It's super quick. And I'll never forget that first bite of a double animal style. Yeah, and it just had sauce, and and it was fucked, and the pickles were thick cut, serrated pickles, and that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And you know, because you bite through the crispy pickle, and you gotta kind of slurp the sauce. And I just remember being like, "Holy, it's everything I've ever wanted!" And almost crying of happiness that I had finally made it somewhere in life that I could eat an In and Out burger. It's just a trip to California; you just have to fly to California. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, most of the West Coast has In and Out near the airport. I tried, first had mine at, at, in uh, Las Vegas. I will say In-N-Out and Five Guys Fries. Like when you go to like New England, Five Guys Fries is absolutely fire. Double bacon ch- fucking burger with, you know, whatever you like on top. Yeah. Chow, chow, chow. Fire. So I, I've uh, had a lot of people that continually over the last year and a half tag me in the fact that there's pizza at the McDonald's in Orlando. But is it any good? And, uh, when I went to the Stanley Cup final, I drove to Orlando to eat the McPizza to find out that it's not McPizza at all, and it was horrible. So it was, like, something that was super hype. There had been videos and people talking about how there's, like, still a place, and they hype it up. McDonald's corporate hypes it up. It's the world's biggest McDonald's. But it was no good. It was super trash. It's super trash. You could get better pizza anywhere besides there. So that was something where it was, like... The, the the hype the was like he makes me so happy i'm like <laughs> i'm like because you're like drove to orlando went to go see it yeah it was <laughs> horrible trash. Like most people trash. won't tell you that it's trash they're like yeah yeah it was whatever they're like no 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 it's trash it and trash. i remember being like annoying enough about mcdonald's and i may have talked about this on the podcast but uh knowing enough about mcdonald's that like everything is mcdonald's and when they gave me my pizza when it was in a cisco box and i remember uh. like looking at the place where they had a nice wood fired oven a beautiful oven just Nobody that could actually make pizza using it. And um, I remember looking at, like, all the ingredients because they had, like, you know, and none of it was, like, McDonald's branded. And that's how you know that it's just, like, it's a one-off, right? It was it was cafeteria, wood-fired pizza, basically. Um, What about you, my man, Owen? Have you ever tried a food that was so... It's not as exciting as your guys, man. Any food's exciting, man. It was Burgers Priest when they first came out. Yeah. I love Burgers Priest. I am Vatican. a Burgers bro. Yeah. yeah, still good. When I first had the Vatican with those yeah. fucking double fried buns, bro. Come on. Yeah, bro. I yeah. eat the California style because it's the closest thing you can get to a real In and Out burger here in Canada. I will. I will vouch that Mike Rita, touring comedian for the last fucking fifteen years, has ate a thousand burgers across Canada, and I can guarantee you. That Burgers Priest is in the top five. Bro, you go to your artisan burgers. Those are delicious with the egg and the crack and the milk. But a greasy burger is done in fucking five minutes. When you, once you get there, you place your order. California style for Mike. Boom. Burgers Priest is up there, man. It is so fucking delicious. 
I never not love Burgers Priest. You guys ever heard of Six Side? Six Side? Is it a burger place? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, but the funny thing is they're in, like, Pickering and Scarborough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, actually, in Toronto. I follow Burger Drops, so Burger okay. Drops always posts about, like, other sick burgers. But I've don't go them. to the Scarborough one. It's not as good as the Pickering one. Bro, it has to be like that. The, I know what you mean by that. Like, yeah. you have to go to your the one that you like. Like, when I go to, like, when I go to, like, Burger's Priest, I has to be Queen and Spadina. Right. Like, cause that place is just some, some the bro, the brown guy that's been working there has been working there for, like, 13 yeah. years. He's been there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's quality. It's quality. That guy's popping off burgers. Yeah. When you go to Fat Bastard Burrito in Toronto, you have to go to Queen and Dufferin. Like that. That's the only one that even gives a fuck about the flavor of their burritos. Still, like you know, right? Because they're so corporate now that like you're like, oh, the dream's over. I remember when I worked for a corporate kitchen and they were like seventeen fries on the plate. That's how those places work when they get to be too poor, corporate. Like, and a lot of those places start as a single spot. That well, like, that's what I'm saying with Fat yeah. Bastard, right? Fat Bastard started as that weird late night spot uh, near Kensington. And then yeah. it became, it popped off and everybody's like, this is fire. This is the best. And then it became, there's like 10 of them in Toronto now. So you got to find the ones that still like stay true to the fucking late yeah. night grub. Well, that's the good thing about pizza is there's always independent pizza places that you can, you best can hit. Late night Toronto pizza place. Late night? I'm going Pizza Gigi. Pizza Gigi's good. Old Ecstasy Jones so got caught selling a bunch of drugs back in 2004. Really? You know, you never heard the Pizza Gigi scandal? No, it's so awesome. Pizza Gigi, <laughs> you, did you ever hear this scandal? Oh, no. Pizza Gigi, late night pizza spot in Toronto, iconic. Harvard and Ossington, you can't fuck with it. One of the best late night pizza spots run by real grubby I used to do Big Slice. Big Slice is good, but it's, it's, out, it's, out, it's out of the game. But listen. It is. I'll tell you something. If you Google this right now, it'll come up. Big slice drug scandal. These guys were, were were popping off like pizzas, like small pizzas, and inside the box were drugs. So people would, would play special orders. They'd come to pick it up, and it would be drugs inside the pizza boxes. Awesome. And when they got caught one day, like somebody ratted them out, like, "Hey, go order a fucking large, extra, 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 extra large pepperoni or something with fucking yeah, extra." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to get, when you call in, go extra, extra, extra mushrooms. <laughs> And you're going to be surprised. And I don't know how the fuck they got caught. Yeah, they got raided go. and they had... Salvadori, 57, 15 related charges. Been in business for more than 30 years. They're great. They're still around. They're still around. They're, don't, don't, let the, don't, let this, don't let this propaganda stop you from enjoying some of the best pizza. Was that really oregano on my pizza? So, yeah, like... Uh, Wow! Yeah, I'm millions of dollars worth of marijuana oh, back yeah. when they was it was illegal. Crack cocaine, crack. Oxycontin, uh, Oxycet, yeah, right. Oxycontin, Oxycet was Percocet. He, he's still there. Salvador is still making pizzas. Shout out, shout out him, man. Salvador is still making pizzas. He went, he served his time, and he's back. Good for him. That's crazy. Salvador, and, and you know what? His like nephews and shit, and his like nieces and stuff. They all still run it there, bro. Pizza Gigi, one of the best places, bro. The guy who makes the pizza. 70 year old Japanese like old Chinese guy like but bro when he like he, he even I, I boys not even kidding he's got the whiskers like like some sort of like wisdom, kung fu dude like a kung fu dude yo he that's cranks out the pizzas and you're like this is the best fucking late night grub because he takes it so serious you right. can't break him right. like boss thanks for the good pizza like yeah 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 he's like, like the soup it. nazi but Just, uh, could not give a fuck yeah. that you love his pizza boss thanks so much man love seeing you still after all these years yep 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 just fuck, get the fuck out of here buddy i don't, yeah. I don't know if you see <laughs> i'm stretching out i love pizza places like that they're like we don't give a shit man we just, don't give a yeah. shit cash bro. only <laughs> yeah get your fucking pizza get the yeah. fuck out of here bro, man cash 
Oli. I don't got Cash ATMs only. right there. You're yeah, like, oh, ATM. Fuck. It's a $2 charge. Who gets the two bucks? Don't fucking worry about it. You want your pizza now? Yeah, you drunk asshole. Get your pizza. Get the fuck out of here. All right, we got to wrap this up. Bro. All right, go. Owen. I'm going to ask you one last question before we go. Yeah. If you could uh, take away one one thing right now that's going on in legal weed, one restriction, one like, w- like what would you change if you could change one thing from the perspective of a grower, LP owner, knowing what we've discussed today? You know, what do you think needs to change? Uh, well, I'll give you two. We can, if it was something to get rid of, it'd be the OCOs. Yeah. <laughs> like, Boom. Get rid of the middleman. I mean, we're already paying taxes. I mean, that's yeah. what the excise tax is for, right? Um, and one thing we could change is, I guess, the product call. If it was maybe monthly or even weekly, you know, something a little I, I bit more I couldn't believe tangible. you said it was quarterly. Right. Yeah. I thought that was insane. I was like, how? How the fuck are you supposed to do that as a business? How are you supposed to know what you're supposed to need every quarter? And like, every month, nice and easy. I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, those are, those are probably the two things. And um, those are things that don't exist in other provinces. Um... As far as the product call, no, but like, in, for example, Saskatchewan is one. Um, we've been trying to actually get into Nunavut. Right. Because we want to be like. The one high, of the first there? We want to be the first there, but like, we want to be like, we want to tote kind of like as a joke, like, you know, we're the highest selling lead brand in Nunavut. Right. That's really Marketing. Funny. That's smart. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know the different, like, BC, Alberta? Alberta is similar to. <laughs> Like what are they're uh, all the same? BC's like Ontario, Alberta's like Ontario. So the only one that's stepping out is Saskatchewan. Yeah, I think so. That does direct from so. from grower to consumer. I don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure everyone else is pretty similar on that. Right. Interesting way that they've uh, decided to to go about decriminalizing, legalizing, and marketing uh, the plant that sold itself easily in basements for years and yet somehow they fumbled it (laughs) It, it, it's really really weird all right mike that's a good episode you're good with that buddy you want to do the theme song buddy anything you want to say owen tell them where to get at you tell them your instagram all that stuff uh follow artisanal cannabis that's a-r-t-i-z-n-l uh cannabis uh shout out to turpinator local exotics um yeah that's it Mikey, you want to tell them where you're going to be at, what you're doing this summer? You know what? I'll be doing some weed shows. Make sure to check my Instagram out. I'll be doing some uh, shows with some new promoters. Just trying to check out what the best new weed venues in town are and stuff like that. And uh, I'll be going out to Europe for uh, two and a half weeks of touring out there in July. If you're listening out in Europe, make sure to come check me out in Portugal, Spain, Scotland, England, and the Azores. With the Portuguese kids. None of your fucking business. <laughs> okay. I'm the snack man. I do the same shit as I do all the other times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do shit at all. Uh, I'm going to be at Nelly this weekend. There you go. All right, Mikey, here you go. Hit him with it. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have The, the snacks of life. The, the snacks of life. There's a time you got to go and show you grow, and now you know about The, the snacks of life. The, the snacks, snacks of life. That's been the Snacks of Life podcast with comedian Mike Rita and the Snack Man. We want to give a big thank to artisanal LP owner Owen LP for coming out tonight and showing us lots of love. And make sure to check out Canamatch.ca. Are you looking to stop touching your pecker tonight? Well, maybe on Canamatch.ca you can find somebody to touch your pecker for you. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Snacks of Life podcast with comedian Mike Rita. calls diarrhea not to be used. See you next Friday, people. <laughs> 